Stay tuned for Par- Stay tuned for Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy right here on Blog Talk Radio. Wow. <laughs> You're listening to Paratalk Radio with Ted Wolf and Psychic Cindy on paratalkradio.com. Paratalk Radio is your one stop for all things paranormal, the unknown, and the supernatural. We cover topics such as ghosts, hauntings, UFOs, Bigfoot, and more. Paratalk Radio is a product of Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators. Paratalk Radio is on every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and 7 p.m. Central. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, iTunes, and YouTube. We are on AHAM Radio Network and blogtalkradio.com. You can watch live video streams of Paratalk Radio on Facebook Live at facebook.com backslash paratalkradio. Paratalk Radio is recorded live at J-Wolf Studio in Ontario, New York. And you can contact us at tedgvpi at gmail.com. Okay, John, hit him with the disclosure. Some of the topics, discussions, and opinions expressed on this show may not be representative of Paratalk Radio, AHAM Radio Network, our hosts, or our sponsors. Some of the language used on the show may not be appropriate for listeners under 16. And now, here are your hosts, Ted and Cindy. Hi! Hello, everybody. Hey, everybody. We, um, uh, Jason, are you there? Hello? Jason. Hello, are you there? Yep. Yeah, we can hear you. Hello, how, how are, are you, Jason? I'm good, thank you. How are you? I'm good, thank you. Thank you. Well, if you just want to hold on one second, we'll get to um, who you are and what you do, and we'll uh, we'll get right back to you if you feel like holding on a second. Yeah, cool. No problem. Okay. Okay. Um, poking. I don't know. I just felt like poking you. I like to be posed. That's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so serious. Don't lie. A serious, 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 serious. We gotta be serious. Serious. Yes, serious. Okay, can I just say hi to a few people? Sure, go right ahead okay. and say hi. Mary, Kelly, and Adam, and John, and and Savannah, aka Stephanie, Brett, Walt, Michelle, Kathy, James, Chanel. I don't have those. Chanel I, I, and Cora. Chanel and Cora's here, right? We said those. Okay. Oh, we said those earlier. Okay. But I'm saying them again. Okay. Kathy, Chanel. Sheila. Sheila. Yeah. Sheila. So I got to tell you. I, Where's Cora? Is Cora in here yet? I don't know. <laughs> I got to tell you, last week we were talking about the bad review that we got. Yeah. And I, I did something funny this week. Oh, yeah? Yeah. What did, what did you do? <laughs> He went and cursed him out. No, no, no. no. no I just, I decided. I, I talked to another radio host. Oh, did besi- you? Besides, besides, besides Courtney. Okay. Good. And um, him and I both are, agree that there's so much going on with the paranormal field that there's a lot of that happening, anyways, because people just don't understand how radio was ran and so on and so forth. So right. basically, I just want to mm-hmm. say thank you for your comments. We appreciate it. Yes, we do. <laughs> Bad, good, indifferent. We love them all. Yeah. So and we'll I don't know life. if you listened to the ending of last week's show with Munji, but I have got to tell you that the last fifteen minutes of our show We're was hysterical. off the hook. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like Mary had had to leave early last week, mm-hmm. and I told her, I said, "You missed Munji." 
I said, yeah. you need to go back and listen to it. She went back and listened to it. She's like, oh, my gosh, that's so yeah, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. And I have got some stories for our Paranormal Weird News. I've got some really good stories this week for us. Really good stories. Really good. Yeah. So, but but let's, it's a really good show, everybody. It's a really, really good, good show. show. <laughs> All right, so let's talk about our guest here. I'm really excited about this. Me He's too. calling in from London, England. London. London, London calling. Um, <laughs> good job. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't do it on purpose. I mean, it's, no. we just are saying. <laughs> Listen, and I didn't do it well either. <laughs> well, we're talking to Mr. Jason Whitnell. Um, he is the founder, Ghost of London. And it. it's a paranormal research group. Mm-hmm. And um, I love, and I have to say this because when I was reading the bios and everything, um, I love the comments that he put. Like one of the first comments on his site is, this is not a hobby. This is what we do. I love that. And I thought that was um, great. He also had another comment, which he says, we are not here to prove they exist. We know they do. Oh, gum, I love that. <laughs> but so, I mean, from my perspective, that's exactly how I feel. That's exactly how you feel. I mean, yeah. you know that. Right, I, right. I don't have to prove anything. They they prove enough crazy stuff to Oh, me. I know. I know. The stuff that comes out of my mouth head. Uh, trust me, I know you're my co-host. <laughs> <laughs> I've known you I, for, for years. Yeah, years now. Yeah. Oh, and I just pulled my ear um, thing out. I think it's amazing. Now, the paranormal community in the United States right now, there are some issues going on. I don't know if you've been watching the post, but there are a lot of different issues going on. No. So, I, I, you know I don't like to watch TV or anything like that, so I stay away from all that right. stupid stuff. Well, you know, it's, But I do want you to explain to me what's been going on. What have I Well, and, and I figured what we would do is we would talk with Jason, would, and, yeah, and let's get to that, and then we'll bring in some of the issues we have here in the United States. And see if the things are going on over there, too. You know, he might be able to shed some light and uh, and go from there. But everybody that's watching Perfect. today or tonight on uh, Paratalk Radio, I want to say to you guys, thank you so much for tuning in because Jason is calling from London, England. It's like 1 o'clock in the morning over there for him. And um, thank oh, you yeah. so much for thank calling, you. Jason. <laughs> I'm so tired. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I'm so sorry. But it's, I didn't know no, how else okay. to get you okay. out the show. No, it's cool. Uh, I mean, we wanted to talk to you guys. We wanted to get our opinions across. We wanted to know what's going on across the pond and, you know, how how we share our, our thoughts on the paranormal, you know, being from two different countries. Yes, right. exactly. Now, I have a friend who is from the UK, Mr. Keith Spratley. Him and I wrote a book together called Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes. And I have to say that I love the way they talk. <laughs> I just do. <laughs> yeah, we've all got problems in our mouths. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's get into this. So you're the owner and lead investigator, um, or CEO. You're, are you also a sensitive? I am a sensitive. Yes. I just yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Sorry. They're going to tell me anyway, Jason. <laughs> yes, yeah, Cindy is a psychic. Psychic medium, oh, right. I should okay. say. Yeah, Simon. Okay, okay. Uh, the first question I've got for you um, is yeah. how did you get started in this, if you don't mind telling our listeners? Yeah, please. Um, 
where it started, um, pretty much from the age of around two. Um, I'm a type 1 diabetic, um, and I was diagnosed with diabetes at two, the age of two. I, I just barely reached two, and I, I, I was diagnosed with it. Um, but I, at, at the in the 70s, it, it wasn't it wasn't a very uh, uh, how can I say the 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 technology that we have now is is obviously miles and, and miles apart from what we had right. in the 70s. So the, the doctors didn't really understand what was going on until I got into hospital and the doctor said, um, well, we believe he's come down with type 1 diabetes. And I was in a diabetic coma at that time. Um, basically, I had a, a priest come in um, to my parents, into my room, and they read me the last rites because they really didn't think that uh, I was going to make it through. I did. I'm here. <laughs> I'm, I'm nearly 50 years old and uh, I'm quite happy. Um, but um, it, it was it was due to that. Um, it was due to having a I, I having this this near death experience. It opened me up to the paranormal world. It made me be able to see things that um, a lot of people struggle to. And um, I had my first real paranormal experience at, at the age of about four, I think. I was about four and I was at a friend's house, a very haunted house in London. Um, and it was an old coach driver who, who got run over um, right where the house is. And um, he had never accepted his, his death. Um, and he came in to a room uh, where me and my friend were playing and started slamming the door and then he locked the door and I could see him I could see him now oh. and um, my my mother and her friend would run upstairs because they heard us screaming me and my friend and uh, did their best to get into the room but it was a bit difficult but in the end they got in and uh, I told my mum what had happened and my mum said I absolutely thoroughly believe you because I know spirits exist and and it's just sort of it's just carried on from them really you know i've i've seen a lot of spirits and not not like um you know your traditional ones that you see on the telly all that sort of junk i'm talking about you know uh actual uh, uh fully materialized spirits that that scary ones that you get on the silly films and whatever that they're just lonely souls you know just lost confused and need someone to try and communicate because they know I can they uh, they tend to show mm-hmm. themselves to me well they say that um, people that have near death experiences um, a, a traumatic experience in some sense like that with near death actually opens the psyche to uh, paranormal experiences yeah you know so that's that's not an uncommon thing we actually hear that from a lot of people that have um, well, that reminds me of Flatliners, you know, the, the movie where they purposely did it. Oh, but, yes, yeah, um, yes. But people who really just, you know, have a car accident or something like that, or like with you with the diabetes. Now, I'm a type 2 diabetic, I found out 10 years ago. And, um, All right, so I've we're been, in the same class. Yeah, so, so I've been able to control it with diet. Um, right. I can't say I'm real good at that, but, <laughs> 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 but, 
it's uh, it's there. So now with the experience, now what did you do as a teenager? Did you just start talking to them and trying to help them move on, or what did you do? Well, being a teenager um, and seeing these things, it's uh, it, it sort of. It, I don't know, really intrinsically, I would say it could become more of a, like, a, oh, my God, you know, there's another spirit there, you know what I mean? And it, and it wants to communicate with me, and, and I'm out with friends, you know what I mean? I could see, I can see them um, when I'm out and, and uh, uh, being out with friends and what have you, and friends are saying to me, like, what are you staring at? You know, and I'll be like, oh, nothing, nothing, you know. But you can see them standing there next to my friends trying to communicate with me. They don't actually, well, they they are talking. I can see them physically talking, but I can't hear them. That's the problem. Um, I see them right in front of me, but to actually hear them talking is a, is a different thing. So that's why I, I tend to try and bring another medium in that can actually communicate with them when we go to investigations. That is a, another issue, finding a, a medium that's not full of it. But, you know, I do try. That's not, that's not full of it? Is that what you said? Yeah, that's, that's not full of it. Um, because there's, there's a lot of hoaxes out there. It's not, see, to me, the paranormal is, it's, it's a world full of people that are not here to make life difficult for us. Not, not make life hard they're just sad people that just need to be told where mm. to go or how to deal with what's happened to them because they don't know they're, they're, they're lost they, they can't reach the light and they need someone to guide them that way and the one thing I will say is that I, I absolutely hate the term ghost hunting I absolutely hate that it makes my skin Oh, you know, it, just, oh, it makes it makes your skin crawl. It's just, it's not good. It's because you don't hunt. You don't hunt. It's it's paranormal research. It's it's trying to find out that. And also right. another yeah. thing, another thing is the making money from from it as well. You know, when you get uh, venues that know they have a spirit there, and then they start charging people in extortionate amounts of money, it's it really really upsets me and the team. My my guys go crazy about it, but yeah, you know, that's where we're at. When I was younger, I had that whole thing working where, you know, I had a problem with that too because it's like, um, it's like an aquarium. You know, it's mm. like you're charging people yeah. to go through yeah. you know, museum to see see ghosts there. You're you're kind of putting them in an aquarium for people to see. So right. when they charge you, mm-hmm. um, but then there was times where I mean, and, and it happened with certain buildings and places where they would like to keep it for history reasons and they say, hey, at 20 bucks a person, we'd like you to come investigate, but it's the money goes towards saving the building or putting on a roof. Right. Or, you know, the, I think there are differences with stuff like that, but I firmly believe that if you're just out there to make the money, then you're in the wrong field, definitely. Yeah. And the term ghost hunting, I think that stemmed basically from like the series and the TV stuff. Um, back when I started in the 80s, it was reaching the unknown, right, or the mysteries. Yeah. So yeah. It, it does change over the years, and I think the more um, evolved the paranormal becomes, the more 
we're going to see different titles or different things being said about it. You yeah. know, like I said, there's a lot yeah. going on in the field right now. So, um, I can't wait to hear. <laughs> well, I, I wanted to ask you, um, Jason, what is Naughty Jack? Naughty Jack. <laughs> yeah, he's, um, he's a, a, a rabbit, um, a toy rabbit um, who... He's a bit mischievous. Uh, there's a, a paranormal uh, researcher that we know um, that we've spoke to many times about this uh, and all her other collections of dolls and whatever, because basically she gets contacted by um, people that are suffering from, you know, active dolls and so on and so forth, mm. conduits as, as as people want to call them. Um, and he come about because um he 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 belonged to this uh, this young lad who who loved him um and treated him like he was a, a best friend you know like a, a child would walk around with a, a blanket or something like that you know that kind of thing um mm. and um apparently this rabbit was asking his owner to go to greater heights to see how high he could jump and he was trying to get him to jump off very great heights and the mother grew very concerned about this and um she called in this uh, paranormal researcher that we know and um she asked if she could uh, find out what was going on now the child at the time had uh, hidden him away so that he couldn't be found but um hard pressing and keeping on managed to make him break down and uh give him up but um the mother didn't want him anymore she she was a believer she knew that things could happen and she just wanted this rabbit to um leave and i mean okay he didn't actually hurt anyone but i mean you can imagine being the the child's mother and uh yeah. you know the, the the child saying oh well uh, he's asking me to jump from, you know, the top of this wall and stuff like that. Where's it going to end? You know what I mean? It's it, it's one of those sort of things mm. where, okay, it, it it might not be paranormal. It might just be where the child is, is thinking, oh, right, you know, I've got this great friend and, you know, a vivid imagination sort of thing. But for a, actually for a child to to go to those sort of great lengths and, and, and argue with, with the actual doll, you know, and saying, oh, I don't know if I can do it. And, and this doll is telling him that he can do it, whether the mother can hear it or not, is another thing. You know, it's just, you've got to be careful with that sort of thing. So you don't take any chances and you take it into uh, into custody, as it were, you know, and make sure it's in a safe place. Right. Um, it sort of sounds like, you know, with, with some of the other haunted dolls, like Annabelle and right. stuff like that, where, you know, the doll talks to the, the kids and... and, and people and tells them to do certain things or you know had strictly a, an evil type doll or whatever and and you know, he was talking all i could think of was like chucky yeah you know i yeah. mean oh. in some sense yeah. but yeah that, if you, but, it, when, you know when, it, when it, you're it, mentioning uh, chucky my one of my guys who who works in my team um paul cowan um he absolutely loves chucky he's crazy about chucky he's getting married soon uh, i just want to just want to say uh, a shout out to him well done, getting married. Good luck. We hope it works out for you. Uh, but he's um, he 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 said to me, "Oh, can you can you get Chucky and and his bride and put them on a on a 
wedding cake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. You know what I mean? It's, oh, it's, my gosh. He's, he's crazy about that sort of thing, you know? <laughs> wow. Yeah, and that's, that's the one doll that really freaks me out, to be the honest. Chucky, yeah. I don't like Chucky. I mean, <laughs> I, I, have, I have all these theories on haunted items and stuff like that, and I think a lot of us do. And, you know... If you have a child and they have an imaginary friend and it's attached to a certain item, whether a blanket or a doll or a stuffed animal mm-hmm. or whatever, being the parent, you should be watching your child anyway. So anything like that that's not normal behavior. Listen, I was one of those moms that didn't watch their children. Is that okay, Ted? Yeah, that's okay. I mean, it's fine. But I'm just saying, parano- <laughs> I'm just saying as paranormal stuff, meaning if no. the child is jumping right. off a wall and off of counters and stuff, like that because this is what this doll is telling him. But you have to know that the doll is telling the child that, right? Because right, because psychologically... How many children will convey that to their parents? That's true. I mean, if they're not even old enough to convey... I mean, Jet was um, almost two before he could even speak, before right. he would even say, my name, mommy, right. you know? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you have to think about that, too. That's true. That's true. Don't put it all on the parents. I, I'm not putting it all on the parents, <laughs> but, you know, I am saying that. I mean, there yeah, are no. just certain situations where if you know your child. I'll be taking that rabbit, though, quick. Yeah, well, yeah, but I'm just saying if you know your child, bye, bye, bunny. you know what their behavior is. <laughs> Correct. Absolutely. Right, and if something yeah. seems out of the ordinary, right. then, you know, pay attention more. That's all I'm really saying. Not yeah. today, That's Satan. Fine. Not <laughs> so I I gotta know. I mean, now how, you have what four people in your group? Yes, I do. Um, there's me, obviously, the uh, lead guy. Uh, as I said, I've got Paul Cowan. Um, he's he was the third person to join my team. Um, he's been trained by me to sort of get into to learn how to use all the equipment we use and what have you. And uh, he's come along in leaps and bounds. He's actually, well, actually discovered that he's, um, he's pretty much open to accepting the paranormal world as well to the, to the fact that spirits are actually making contact with him, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got uh, my wife, Jay. Um, she kind of reluctant to do it at first. If I, if I can say, but you know, she's seen things with me. She's experienced things with me, and then she said to me, "You know what? You know, I, I can't ignore this. I've, I've got to join in." And um, she's been wonderful. She's she, we call her the mum of the group. She's like she looks after everyone, you know, and makes sure everyone's got something to eat, something to drink, and whatever you're in. She does all the writing for me, all the uh, interviews we do. She does all that. God bless her. And she puts up with all my crap as well. <laughs> and there's a lot of crap. <laughs> um, and mm-hmm. we've got Fran, Fran Carpenter. She's she's excellent. She's really, really excellent at what she does. She uh, she lives and breathes the paranormal. We interviewed her um, a couple of years back now. And... Uh, there was absolutely no question that we were going to have her in our group. And uh, we did have another guy. We had uh, a, a guy called Mike Rigby. Um, but he decided that um, he he was uh, not going to be loyal at all to us. And uh, 
jumped on uh, uh, another group's um, invitation to um, uh, not so much join, but become quite friendly with them and um, and leave us in the lurch. And he, he pulled out right when we were going to do one of their biggest investigations to this date. And, uh, yeah, so um, we decided that ever since then, we would try to keep it to four. We don't really need massive amounts of people um, because we fight, find because we're such a tight tight group and we're good friends and right. we really get on with each other well and everybody knows their place. Everybody knows what to do. As soon as the cases are open, I don't have to tell them what to do. They go and they do it. And mm. trying to bring someone else into, the, into, the, into that environment is going to be really difficult. So we've decided that we're just going to sort of like keep it at four for the time being. I mean, who knows what's going to happen in the future. We might become stupidly massive and we might have to get bigger. But, you know, at the moment, four is working perfectly well and we've got some fantastic evidence. Right. Well, I think that if you get too many people, um, like when we do our investigations, we take five usually at the most, and it's usually because we have right. one sitting back watching all the monitors while the others are investigating right. in pairs, which is a safer way to do it. Mm-hmm. You don't want anybody going alone. So, um, oh my gosh, no. <laughs> so yeah, so that's that's uh, that's normal, I think, for the most part with paranormal groups. So keeping four or five people is awesome, um, especially over the years. I mean, you become like family, you, you can trust each other's instincts. You know, what's going to be said and done. Um, you know, when somebody's like real, you know what I mean? Right. Like if their fear yeah. is real, yeah. if, if stuff like that. And that's, that's important. You have to be able to trust yes, everybody of too. Of oh gosh. Of yeah. You know, so that's, I mean, that's very, you know, very important. When you find good people and you know that the, the team itself has, has got people in it, with the capability to be able to use their head and use their eyes and their ears in a, in a a situation to uh, i mean we we do need technology yes we do use technology but as i always say i always think it's best if you can if you can walk into a place and you can use a notepad pencil or a pen mm. write things down and listen just listen and and Sometimes you 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 can really you can really make a difference with that kind of thing. Yes, I know you do need technology and whatever. I like to try and do it old school. Uh, it's very hard, I know, but you know if you've got the right people working with you, it can be done. Well, we have well for my group for GBPI, where we try to we have the gadgets if we need them, um, but we try to teach old school first, which basically is like the the cover of our, or our name of our book. It's flashlight recorder and comfortable shoes. That's all you really need. You can go in with a notebook. You can go in with your basically yourself. You're the the, the main the tool, conduit. and uh, once you go in there and you really just sit down and listen, like you said. Um, and watch with your eyes and with your mind as well. You can, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah you, you can find much more than that. Um, the, the only thing I don't like is when I've gone into paranormal groups where they're like, what was that? And you're like, what was what? And they're like, that sound. And I'm like, mm, it was a sound. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. and they're, they're just nervous about jumping on everything as being paranormal. Well, that's part of the issue in the paranormal field right now. That's part of it. Um, 
Well, but we will we will get to that. But it's always um, been an issue, right? Yeah, it has actually. Um, the basis, uh, like what Jason was saying, is like with old school paranormal. You go back to the seventies and eighties. We didn't have all these techni- right. techni- that came say, technological gadgets. Advances and gadgets. And so no, you used what you had: just belts, the string, the balloons, the the the. You might have had a cassette recorder. A notebook, you know, that's what you use. There was nothing else. Yeah. And I think that's that's what's going to help the paranormal field move forward because right now with all the gadgetry that we have, um, there is no way to say how accurate it is. There's no way of saying that it's definitely picking up what we think it is. And I have a problem with a lot of the gadgets today, you know, myself. So, you know, I would rather use my own instincts and what I can see and what I can uh, record audibly or um, on video or camera and yeah. use old school techniques and stick with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We find that, um, okay, sometimes having these gadgets is pretty cool. And some of them do look really amazing or whatever. And then you see all these uh, ghost hunting groups that uh, do these TV shows and whatever, and it makes your head spin with some of the stuff that they have. But, you know, saying that, we will sometimes invest in certain instruments just to see how we feel with them, how, how it works for us. You know, can we take something, have a look at it and go, you know what, I think that's a piece of crap. Or actually, this might be, advantage, uh, be an advantage to us. You know, it, you've got to do these things. You've, you've got to go through it. You know, it's, it's a learning process. You, you know, we are... As I always say to my group, we are literally scratching the surface paranormal research. There yeah. is no such, no such thing as a paranormal expert. I mean, you get a lot of people saying, oh, we're experts, so I'm an expert, this person's an expert. No one's an expert because we haven't made enough, you know, headway in this. It's, it's impossible to call yourself an expert. We're not experts. I, I don't call myself an expert at all. I call myself right. a student of, of learning of the paranormal, you know. Um, and if I ever you get have to a point where I can say, yeah, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm an expert, then great. But I don't think I am, and I don't think any of my team are, and I don't think any team that's out there are experts. Right, right. I mean, you, you literally have to, um, when you go into this field, first – First and foremost, you have to be a skeptic about this stuff, and you can't just right. leap on every little noise like Cindy said. And you have to be able to be um, as cool, calm, and collected as possible. I know that it can be scary. I know that it's dark, and I know there's a lot of uh, stories. And um, uh, it, correct that there are no experts. There's just so much within the paranormal field, and it, you're absolutely correct about the other thing. We have just started to scratch the the whole outside of this whole thing with the paranormal um, field. We, it'll be generations long after I'm dead and gone, and I'm 51, and we will not have any answers for a long time. And one of the reasons is because I think we're we're too infatuated with gadgetry. I think we're too infatuated with the scariness of it, the um, the draw, you know, the, oh, my God, let's go to a haunted graveyard. Let's go get scared. The, the adrenaline is just that. 
you know, we're just so like into that instead of the real thing, which is the research. And some people believe that it's very boring. It's boring to watch video. It's boring to just walk through and ask questions and not get answers. It's boring to sit down and write your reports. It's boring. You know what, though? But that's that's how things get discovered. (laughs) That's That's how things Mm -hmm. become. Um, Exactly. You need to do the legwork. Exactly. Well, I, I I couldn't agree more with you, Ted. I mean, no one likes sitting down listening to hours and hours of research and, and just, you know, white noise. It's It can be excruciatingly boring. But when you do get that golden thing, it's so rewarding. And I think this is what has clouded the whole paranormal world with the TV shows because they show a condensed... Our show, okay, let's say 45 minutes, taking out um, adverts and things like that. But what it does is it makes it very difficult for paranormal researchers like ourselves because people see us when we're out on the street and we're wearing our tops and what have you. People say, oh, you're paranormal researchers. You know, you're you're like ghost adventures and what have you. And, And, you know, you get all this exciting stuff and whatever. And I do say to them, you know, sometimes it can be extremely boring. But it's the only way you can right. make any headway in this in this field. It's just it's hard work, and it's a lot. Of, you've got you've got to be devoted to what you do. You've got to be able to say this is like a second wife for me or a second husband. You know what I mean? You've got to devote that time to doing the research. You've got to spend your time doing it. And I've got a real bugbear with a lot of these well, that's definitely... shows, and, and it annoys me. Yeah, that's definitely a part of the problem. I mean, there are still teams out there, and I'm pretty sure it's it's the same over there that it is here, that there's teams out there that don't even bother with the paperwork. And and that's a problem because if you have a, a reoccurring situation and you get called back to this place three or four times, you would want to have the information of what happened before. And, yeah. you know, you can use that to compare to other to other cases. I mean, and this is how you go through and find the little pieces of the puzzle. And that's how we scratch the surface, as you Mm -hmm. put it. You know, you have to have the paperwork. If you're just going out there to be a thrill seeker uh, for the adrenaline, then you're in the wrong field. By all means, go for it if that's what you want to do, but don't call yourself a paranormal investigator because you're not doing the actual work. I mean, you have to be able to sit down and watch 80 hours of video. You have to be able to sit down and write your reports. Mm Mm-hmm. It's not about, you know, just going out and getting scared. If you're, if you're taking a phone call or an email from a, from a client that says, I, I'm in need of your help, there's something going on, can you come and help me? Well, if they're asking for your help, then help them. Go there and actually try and find the problem right. and make record of it so that you can go back to them and say, this is what we found. Or didn't find. Or didn't find. Yeah, exactly. If, exactly. if you're just doing it all off the top of your head, you know, you're going to miss detail. You're going to miss things that you need. Right. I agree yeah. with that. Yeah. You know, totally I mean, agree. it's not like yeah. Kurt totally. Radio where we run off the cuff. you got to know. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> all I right, mean, Jason, you know, we, we, Jason, we, we, yeah. Oh, well, if you can hold that thought for one more second, we've got to do yeah, a, yeah. we got a pair of bills. we got to play a commercial and then back to you, okay? Okay, no problem. All right, we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. 
settled in 1801, built in 1858. The Haunted Virgin House sits on a 400 million year old swamp. It was one of the last areas where the native people were removed in 1805. It's been said when you place a foot on the property, you can feel the energy surround you. Shadows and figures of a man and children. Voices from disembodied figures. Stories of hangings and drownings. Book your investigation now. HauntedVirginHouse.com All right, we've been talking with Jason Whitnell from uh, the Ghosts of London. He's actually calling from London, England. Um, <laughs> he's calling from a long ways away, and we've been discussing um, his group as well as um, the paranormal field itself. So, what did, what what did you have to say? Do you remember what you were going to say? Um, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> uh, no. No. Okay. See what happens when he interrupts? <laughs> no. No. What? No. What I was going to say? No, I do remember. I'm just pulling your leg. Um, no, what I was going to say was uh, <laughs> talking about um, doing private investigations and what have you. We we literally done one um, over the weekend. Um, we had a, a, a email from a, a person that found us and said, like, can you come and uh, have a look at our place and what have you? Because we've got a bit going on and what have you. And uh, we we are we're going through that at the moment. And that that was a lot of um, writing down things, you know, taking notes and what. As you were saying earlier, Ted, um, it, it's it's better to write it down, have all your paperwork, have it there. Every investigation that we go to, we do do paperwork. You've got to have paperwork. You can't mm-hmm. just have it down on a on a cassette or or, or I say cassette. God, how old am I? Listen to me, cassette um, on a on a memory card. You know. <laughs> <Love it. laughs> Uh, on a memory card um, that, that we we use, but you you can't you can't do all that sort of thing. You've you've got to record it on a on a piece of paper. So you've got your notes, so you can go back, as you say, to look at what you've been talking about and uh, see if there's been any changes or or not. You know. Right. Well, let's let's move on. I totally agree with you and. Let's move on to some of the locations there where you are. What uh, what famous location would we want, if per se, if we came over there? What would we want to check out? Oh, my gosh. Oh. <laughs> um, There's well, so many I can think of. That's <laughs> uh, nearly the whole of London. <laughs> um, that's, that's, uh, that's exactly what I'm thinking. <laughs> I mean, the whole of London is uh, is you know absolutely littered with history of of the paranormal, and not only where do I say the paranormal of history itself. I mean because we're we're quite old, you know, and as you know, and um, just to say like from where I'm actually from, I, I'm I'm from South East London. Um, I moved to South East London when I was a kid. Um, and uh, close to where I live, there, there's a, a place called Blackheath. I don't know if you've heard of it in Greenwich. Um, and on it, under that heath, there is all the souls or all the bodies of the uh, people that died through the Black Death. Um, and mm-hmm. also, you've got all the all the uh, souls and whatever that died in the Great Fire in London. 
um, and you know right. with the blitz and what have you and all that kind of thing and and you know it's just a, an ongoing sort of cauldron of of paranormal activity and I always remember a, a fantastic story that my grandfather told me once my grandfather actually used to work in the Tower of London and um, very very wonderful place to work in and I love it to death because it's just absolutely packed with history um, and he used to be the, uh, the the tower's electrician and uh, he one night oh, cool. he, uh, he was he was uh, working on one of the lighting systems on on the uh, on the walks and he said I was there and I was I was working away and he said all of a sudden I could hear what sounded like footsteps and he said but it weren't like ordinary footsteps he said it was um it sounded like hooves so he turned around and he looked down the the um walkway and he couldn't see anything so he carried on with his work little time went by heard it again so when walked outside of the turret looked down the walkway and uh he see this horse coming towards him with a knight on top and it was riding towards him, and he said, this, sword, this knight had a sword drawn, and it was riding towards me. And he said, I have never moved so fast in all my life. He ran down that staircase, and now I've been <laughs> in those staircases. They're spiraled, you know, and, and they're difficult to get down. He said, I, he ran down there, and he, and he never moved so fast in all his life. So the Tower of London is one of the wonderful places that I'd love to get my hands on but because of all what goes on um, in the terrorism world and what have you it's quite difficult to get permission to get to go and do anything like that in such a prestigious right. place I'm sure you can understand yeah I could imagine what some of the castles are like over there and some of the even the palace you know mm. some of the, the places that have rich rich history and um Jack the Ripper. I mean, that's, I, I, oh, I, wow. maybe I'm morbid, but I really want to go. I really want to go to the Jack the Ripper places. <laughs> I'm absolutely besotted. When, uh, I know that sounds a bit weird because it sounds like I, I admire a serial killer. <coughs> Excuse me, but um, no, I, I I I love the history of Jack the Ripper. The, you know, I'm very very right. very mm-hmm. interested in that. You know, and I've I've studied it extensively and you know i have my own theories on things and what have you um but yeah it's it's walking those streets going going to those going through those old streets okay i know there's a lot of new buildings and what have you but there are a lot of the old buildings still that still stand i mean the old pub the old ten bells pub still stands there and that's where everybody used to socialize and get together and what have you and it's just you know you can feel the energy when you go into these places and you walk down these streets and you see where you walk, you walk down the street where the first murder took place, you can feel the energy. It's it's throbbing. It's it's such a, a wonderful vibe, you know what I mean? I know it sounds sick and it does. It sounds like I'm going, yeah, you Jack the Ripper, but I'm not. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I just love 
um, serial killers. Well, it's just so sad <laughs> of us. Think of, I mean, we're paranormal investigators, and we get excited uh-huh. about things like murder and and mystery and stuff like that. Because and people we go, want to hear from them, right? And people go, "There's something wrong with you. You're sick in the head." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, and You're it's right. like you know, but like South, it's it's like very like old buildings and and, mm-hmm. and ground and stuff like that. Just placing your hand on something oh, that was built in like. Yes. 1100, 1200, you know what I mean? You're kind of like the, the exactly. energy is just exactly. there. You yeah. know, and like yeah. the old castles, like from Ireland or Scotland and all. I mean, just could you imagine just taking a, a month and just going to different places over there? Can and we just, do that, Tom? I would love to do that. Can we I, need to find somebody who, to finance it. Us. We need a rich okay. sugar need a, daddy. Oh, yeah, we do you need what, a rich when you guys, we When do. you guys get time, when you guys get time to get over here, Across the pond, come and okay. speak to me, and I'll take I'll take you out to some places with my team, and <laughs> I'll take you to some really wonderful, interesting places. You'll love it. You got room for three of us? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. Awesome, awesome. That is great. Well, I, I just myself. I mean, I've always wanted to go to London. Always, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, I've always wanted to go to Paris. I've always wanted to go yeah. to Ireland and, and Scotland and stuff. I and mean, it's the historical stuff, remember? Right, it's but the hyster- and, yeah, exactly. But and then all of the the historical stuff talking to me. Right, <laughs> right. Well, it's 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 just a, amazing, mm-hmm. you know. And that's where our our ancestors came from, you know. And it's like the stories that you that you hear and you see and the stuff. It's just. It's overwhelming at some point when you right. really bury yourself into it. But, oh, gotcha. You know, and it's just amazing stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask, like, do you have a lot of um, investigation teams that you know of over there in London? Are there a lot of paranormal teams? There, there are. Um, there are not as many as there are in the United States. Uh, I'll give you that. Um, obviously, because your country is bigger than theirs, but... <coughs> Oh, you have to excuse me. I've got a bit of dry throat. Um, there are a, there are a few, um, but what tends to happen is I'm finding of late is that because we've been established for quite a while, we've got quite a fan base, um, and a lot of people use our page, and a lot of people contact us privately and get advice and what have you. And even smaller teams do contact us and get our own personal views on what they've done. But what I'm finding of late is that smaller paranormal groups are are starting, doing it for five minutes and then packing up. And as there's not so much, <laughs> uh, not not so much of a, um, a an enthusiastic buzz as there was, say, like a couple of years ago. I mean, okay, it, it works out good for some of the bigger teams, like you know, like you get and what have you. But um, for, it's disappointing in, in the fact that people are not really getting into it like we were, you know, when we first started. When we first started, we you know, we really wanted to do it and we've invested a lot of money into it and what have you. But the, the, we have noticed that the, the teams are sort of dying out a little bit over here. Um, yeah, decline. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it, is, it does seem to be in a bit of a decline. But it's like everything we find, you know. It, it, things get really big and take off and whatever, and then there's a decline. 
and then you only get the teams who are who are really devoted and and want to be really into it and want to keep doing it that stick around you know and we're going to stick around we're always going to be around when i'm no longer here christ knows when that'll be but when i'm no longer here be haunting everyone in my team <laughs> Uh, but no, I my t- I expect my team to carry on. You know, I I I want my team to carry on, and I think my team will. You know, it's because that's what I want, and I hope it will right. be passed on to others. You know, and I want this Ghost of London team to carry on for as long as I can keep it going, or as long as as long as uh, whoever takes it over from us is prepared to keep it going. Right. I mean, don't you feel, I mean, like with, for me, I, I collect all this, you know, my investigations and I do the radio show and all that stuff, but, and now I'm writing the books, but that's because I want to leave uh, this behind. I want someone else right. to pick it up and run with it because um, well, somebody's going to discover this. Somebody's, yeah, somebody's going to find answers. And if, if I can donate one little piece of the puzzle, yeah. then I want to be able to do that. You know what I mean? And that's a little bit of knowledge behind. Yeah, just a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, so if GVPI survives, then great. I mean, uh, Jay Gridley has taken over GVPI uh, North, which is great. And and I'm very cool with the fact that if something with me happens, that I know that he will take GVPI as a whole and and run it. And I think that it needs somebody like that. And and that's why we brought them in was that, hey, I, I got more lectures, I got more of this in the radio show, and, you know, and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So it'd just be nice to have somebody else that you know you can trust. Right, I agree so with that. So if something happens, yeah, you know, God forbid if, if I go or when yeah, I no. go, but my my butt is coming back <laughs> on everybody go. that ever pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that, that's, that's my view entirely. I mean... I said to my wife, I said to her, you know, I don't mind what you do and whatever you want. I'm gone as long as you're happy. But if you get married again, I'm going to throw your new husband out the window. (laughs) 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 You mean you wouldn't help her find one? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. No one out there good enough for her. There you go. Oh, I like you so much. Jason. Oh my goodness. So let's let's change the subject. Well, not really change the subject, but let's slide to another subject within this because you guys are a paranormal group, not a ghost hunting yep. team. You said you hate that term, which myself I'm not fond of either. Um, do you have cryptos over there? And if so, what type of cryptos do you have? Um, we do. Um, but I, to be honest with you, it's not something really that I follow. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not something okay. that um, that uh, really has interested me in in that great deal. Um, it's see what I find is that there's so there's so many different things within this field. You you, you can't you can. You kind of get lost a little bit sometimes, you know what I mean? Trying to keep your 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 head on on what you're trying to focus on, whatever. So, I try to keep it. I try to keep it sort of, you know, one thing and one thing really. I get that. I get that. Because like over here in the states, we have Bigfoot. We have the Dogman. We have Mothman. Loch Ness. Loch Ness. I mean. 
Yeah, every great lake now has some type of monster in it. Well, and, we, um, ours isn't yeah. called Loch Ness, yeah. but ours is called Chain. See, but yeah. I mean, yeah, so there is guys, a lot don't you guys stuff. find? Don't you guys find that sometimes that that because of what goes on in Hollywood and and there's so many so many things that can happen and and you know like all the stories and whatever you that sometimes it you you just get kind of lost in 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 all this you know oh there's you know the the fish man or whatever you and or whatever you want to call it. I don't know I I just find it's just so there's so many things out there and people said they've seen these things and you know they've experienced this and experienced that I mean yes okay there must be other things out there there must be but you know in order to right. say that there's all these things out there i mean the list is endless but you know you hardly mm. ever see them only only the the odd occasional story of of someone saying that this has happened that has happened and whatever you I, sometimes I, i've got to be honest i do find it hard to swallow i mean believe you me right. i love the idea of it if 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 there are these things out there. Wonderful, great. Right. And I mean, I know other people might say to me, "Oh, yeah, but you know, you believe in ghosts, and I, I don't swallow that." Okay, fair enough. You don't. That's your own personal view. Like this is my own personal view. But in order to, for me to swallow what I'm told or what I see on TV, uh, it's just too much for me sometimes. You know. Yes, I do believe yeah. in certain things but certain things I really really don't and I and I can't cope with it you know there's as I always say to my team and my team know and and they feel Mm. exactly the same as me now when you walk into an investigation Mm. we're looking true response the natural thing that can happen that that you might think is a haunting you know like a, a a pigeon in the loft or you know or or Tripping taps, you know, that that have got a, a bad washer in them or something like that. It, you know, just try to be logical about everything. If we can, if we can remove all those sort of things, and then get right down to the nuts and bolts, and find out that there is a spirit, great. But let's just be logical. Let's be sensible about it first. Yeah. Mhm. What about UFOs? UFO, yeah, I I actually do have time for um, UFOs. Um, I do believe what well, I've always said. I think it's a very arrogant view for man to say we're the only people in the universe um, because we're not. We're, there's no way we can be. We 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 have to right. coexist in 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 a universe with other people and other beings. We cannot be the only living beings on a planet it's impossible literally impossible i agree and that would be awfully egotistical of us to oh, believe yeah. That. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. okay so let's go and move to one of the most famous hauntings over there um the enfield haunting ah <laughs> enfield no. just a couple of couple of miles down the road from where i live um wow. okay. haunting the Enfield haunting is uh, is a really great story, actually. Um, a lot of people struggle struggle with it. Um, personally, myself, I, I have no reason to believe that 
that the family would have made it up, especially Janet. I mean, because she went through a hell of a time, um, you know, right. having all these tests done in hospital. And if you're a kid, if you're making up stories, you'd say, uh, uh, no, I made it up because you wouldn't want massive great big needles stuck in your body, would you? I mean, let's, let's be obvious. It's a, it's a bit like, uh, you know, you're saying, yeah, go on, stick them in me. I'm going to be all right. You know, you, you, you wouldn't do it. So, yeah. Right, um, right. The Enfield Haunting, the Enfield Haunting, I think, is a, is a fantastic story. Um, I think it was but do you a think, little but bit... But do you feel it's a real story? Sorry to interrupt, but do so you think it's a real story? Oh, yes, yes, I do. Uh, you, yeah. you feel that it's real, that it was a, a true haunting? Yes, I do. Not not the not the um, the story that the Conjuring Two gave us. I think that's absolute baloney. Yes, I mm-hmm. do believe it's a, a true story. Mm. I mean, I watched it. Um, I watched one of the uh, the actual um, Enfield um, documentary uh, years ago, yep. and then yep. um, the Conjuring came out with one, and then there was one, I think there was one just prior to that. Um, from a yeah. um, English um, yeah, that's right. It's, paranormal Sky about. TV did a, a, a documentary sort of thing. Yeah, I felt that. I mean, just from the information, and not so much from the the Conjuring, but I felt that it was real. I mean, the the stories and the and like you said, I mean, you're going through all these tests, you're going through all these uh, examinations, and you. Who in their right mind would want to make something up like that, especially in the 70s? Exactly. Now, I, 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 I mean, I could see it today. What, you know, I mean, what the 70s were like, and I mean, I remember the needles from the 70s, being a diabetic, having needles stuck in me left, right, and center. It wasn't fun. And I know full well that that last Janet Hodgson went through hell. You wouldn't do that. You'd have to be absolutely psychotic to to even think about trying to make stuff like, up like like that. It just it don't it don't even bear thinking about. It really doesn't. Yeah, because right. no. Janet was like eleven years old. I mean, and an eleven year old child is not going to make up all this stuff, especially um, with the extremes that she claims that happened. Yeah, you know? and I'm not familiar with this. So I don't, oh, no. I don't I have mean, an input. There, there was a lot to it, but what it does bring me back mm. to um, one of the uh, situations that's happening over here in the U.S. with um, the paranormal field is uh, demons. Now, do you, right. uh, with the amount of cases that you've done, have you come across a, a, an actual demon in any of your investigations? We've never actually come across a demon. A demon or a demonic entity, as such. Um, we we recently went to um, Thirty East Drive. I don't know if you've ever heard of that in Pontefract. I'm sorry, I missed what you just said. Uh, we we recently went to an investigation at Thirty East Drive in Pontefract. Have Have you heard of that? No. No. Mm-mm. Tell us about it. And, okay, and, well, uh, uh, go ahead. No, I was going to say um, the the home is just like the Enfield haunting. It, it's very famous. It's one of the most famous hauntings 
in the country. Um, same sort of situation as what Janet Hodgson went through um, in her home. It was a young girl, again, who was uh, being pestered by this spirit, um, and they call him the Black Monk. So if you get a chance to look it up, too, because it's quite interesting. Um, so this, yes, this Black Monk Black Monk character was uh, meant to have, um, give her a life of hell and the family a life of hell in the home. Um, but the mother was very determined. She didn't ever want to leave her home. And she said, you know, so do you, why, why should I leave? And so she didn't. And the family stayed there. Um, obviously, the children moved out as soon as they got the opportunity. They were old enough to move out and get their own places. But um, this spirit is meant to have been absolutely terrifying. You know, very dark, very demonic, very nasty. Mm. Um, and one of my investigators went on a, a, a investigation with a different team before we went in there. And I said, all right, well, go and have a look and uh, see what you can get for us, you know, what kind of info you can get and whatever. So she took a load of photographs and stuff. And uh, she brought the photographs back and she brought one of this particular photograph to me of her sitting on the staircase. And it's a very famous staircase where this spirit is meant to appear. And this staircase just went black, completely black. You couldn't see your hand in front of your face. And she just took this picture, wow. and in the picture, we can see what is very much like a demonic image in the top right-hand corner of the picture, sort of like peering at her up the staircase. Now, because I can pick up on these spirits and what have you, I, when we went there myself, I, I was pretty much driven to try and seek what I could find in that home and hmm. I tend to find that these spirits, these darker spirits, because they know I can suss them out and I can see them and I can hear them, well not hear them but I can I can sense them I they sort of hide from me, they tend to hide and I, I don't know why that is but when we went there, I didn't pick anything up like that, I didn't find anything like that but what we did discover was this spirit, this little girl, this little girl seemed to be following us about all over the home. She appeared on the staircase, and we we saw, because uh, we use a structured light sensor uh, ca camera sometimes, and we saw her with that. Um, and when me and Paul went outside to have a breather, just to take some air in in the evening, because it was quite warm in the home, we stood outside and we were talking and he says, oh, I'm just going to take some pictures, you know, and he took a few pictures on his, on his phone. And he took this one picture and we, he said to me, will you look at his picture? He said, is it just me? And I said, what? And he said, look, look. And he, and he pulled out his picture and I could not believe what I was seeing. Right in front of the doorway, there's a, a bush, like a little hedge. And just mm -hmm. above the hedge, looking directly at us, was this little girl. And this little girl, she had... You couldn't really make out her face, but you could see her eye sockets, the black eye sockets, and parts of her, her features of her face. But you could see her hair, and you could see her hair was kind of bunched. 
And she had a pink top on and what looked like a necklace. And it absolutely threw us, you know, because there was nothing there. And we were like, oh, my God, you know. And you took took some more pictures to see if we could pick anything else up, and we couldn't. But this, as I said, this little girl just seemed to be all over the house, walking about the house. And every time, every well, not every time, but every now and again, we take a picture, some form of spirit was there. But it all seemed to be a little girl, as opposed to this dark, dark entity. So that's what I'm saying. Like sometimes I, I find people get a little bit clouded with their visions. You know, I find that if they are all preloaded with information about when they go into a home or, or a property, this place has got this, and this is what you should be looking for. I think if there are other spirits there, that they get left out and they want to make themselves known and this little girl did and i've got this picture it's absolutely amazing it's blown my mind to be honest with you it's probably one of the best paranormal pictures i've ever seen of this little girl and it's all down to paul's taking his camera out and and doing this picture and uh, and i I salute him for that well done paul love you mate so the other thing is jason is it is it possible? Because I know with myself, I, I I feel like how I explain it is I have my security system, like my spirit guides, et cetera. They won't let anything yep. in that isn't good for me, right? So is it, yep. could it be possible that because I'm on lockdown, I wouldn't see that, but I might pick up on the girl, right? So maybe that's how it is yeah. with you. Do you think that? Yeah, that's I suppose it's possible. Um, to, but to be honest with you, I I don't really use a spirit guide as such. Um, I was I was taught how to use what I have by a man called Jim Tucker. He he was like he was like my older brother. Um, he was part Native American, um, and. He was an absolute gentleman, and he's he's passed away now. Sadly, he's been gone a few years, and I loved him like he was my own brother. And he taught me how to use this skill that I had, and he told me that that he felt that I had this ability to be able to see spirits, but he just needed to kind of bring it out in me. Do you know what I mean? And just sort of like make me be able to understand exactly what it is that I'm, I'm seeing and I'm, I'm understanding. And so because I've done it that way, I've never really used a spirit guide. But since he's passed over, my, my powers or my, my ability to be able to see these things has got stronger. Now, I don't know whether it's Jim who is actually spirit guiding me. I mean, it very well could right. be. And if, if it is, and I'm not acknowledging, <laughs> I'm sorry, Jim, <laughs> but, you know, I, I, I just don't know, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm pretty yeah. sure he would have kicked my ass by now if if, he, if I'd been ignoring him. But, you know, <laughs> as, as, as I said, I don't really know. It's just, it's just something that's just been with me and how I've dealt with things. And I've, as I said, it's just not been... A spirit guide for me that that never really has been. I just walk in, and then I can stop to feel these things. And occasionally, I'll get a voice 
saying a name in my head and what have you, but I'll, I'll get like a pain in the front of my head if there's something there. And then all of a sudden it'll just pop up and I'll see them or they'll peep around the corner at me and that, that's how I deal with it. But I've, as I said, it's just I'm really latching onto a spirit guide really hasn't been my kind of thing, to be honest with you. Mm. Mm. Well, there's plenty of, like over here in the U.S., there's plenty of um, psychic mediums that use their spirit guides and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. But not everybody's the same. Everybody works at different. And, right. Uh, and sometimes I personally can't tell if it's my spirit guide, their spirit guide, or who right. it is. I, right. I can't tell. And sometimes I can't tell if they're alive or dead sometimes. Right. I just want to throw this out here real quick. Um, what we were talking about was uh, the Black Monk um Yep. And it's uh, it says here, Jean and Joe uh, Pritchard moved into the, uh, the unassuming house where their son Philip, 15, and daughter Diane, 12, in 1966. But the same year, yep. the family became disturbed by paranormal activity happening in their home. Water pools formed, lights turned on and off, furniture overturned, pictures were slashed, objects levitated or disappeared. Foul smells traveled through the house, and heavy breathing sounds were heard by the terrified family. Hmm. Uh, the spooky going-ons were coupled with the mysterious black-robed figures whose appearances uh, became more and more frequent. Joe and Jean were the first in the family to come face-to-face with the spirit, a terrifying cloaked shadow floating over their bed. The spirit almost appeared to be dressed in a monk's robe and... That's where the description stuck to it. The entity would soon be witnessed by the entire Pritchard family, as well as a handful of paranormal investigators. It also says down here in the bottom that the local police department um, also had witnessed um, some of the stuff that plagued that family in their household. That's pretty scary. So it wasn't just held just to the family. Some of the police as well right. have have seen it. So, um, folks, if you're interested in the story, you can research um, The Black Monk. And uh, I'm sure it'll come up for you. Um, it was from the sun.co.uk. Um, so it was one of their local yeah. um, things, which is yeah, really cool. Almost so, like, so it's yeah. quite known, like Amity, uh, well, Amityville. Is well, like, yeah, 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 for I mean, Amityville. It's for like huge a, over here. It's huge. It's very, very big. It's, it's equal in size to Enfield Haunting easily. Um, but the thing is, with the Enfield haunting, you can't get into that home now. It's it's impossible. There's a family living in there, and the family do not want to even talk about it, which is understandable. It's their home; they don't want right. it. Absolutely. But, um, right. But the the Thirty East Drive it's actually owned by uh, a chap called Bill Bungay, um, and he is a a film producer. And he made the film about Thirty Years Drive, and because he was so infatuated right. with it, he bought he bought the home, and he's opened it up to paranormal oh. investigators, um, and that's how we got to go in there. Um, and I'm very oh, glad I did because it it was it was amazing. It really really was amazing. Oh, all right, Jason, hold on one more second. We need to. Um... Do our we let's play a couple more commercials here real quick. We'll be right back with you. Okay. Flashlight Recorder and Comfortable Shoes, a simple guide to paranormal investigation. Written by Keith Spratley and Ted Van Son. If you're looking to join the living who research the paranormal or the unknown, this book will guide you into developing your techniques. Reverend Tim Shaw says, the work will guide you along your journey to seek the truth about life after death. 
available at Barnes & Noble and Amazon. And you can find a direct link on paratalkradio.com. Get your copy today. Since 1948, Fate Magazine has captivated you with their true reports of the strange and unknown. But things just got better. Join host Todd Bates Sunday night, 6, 5 central for Fate Radio. We bring you the best interviews, stories, and most of all, bring these true reports of the strange and unknown to life. Fate Radio with Todd Bates Sunday night, 6, 5 central at FateMagRadio.com. All right. All right, so now we're back. We've been taking, talking with Jason Whitnell. Um, we're going to, um, real quick, we've been talking about his team, the Ghost of London's. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ghost of London, sorry. London. And we were talking uh, about um, some of the hauntings over there, like um, Enfield and the Black Monk um, and stuff like that, which to me is just, um, they're, they're very big hauntings. And, and it seems like the... Um, movie producers in the in the United States have taken some of that stuff and blown them up and, and oh, like yeah, Enfield. Absolutely. But we know that, that it's, we it's know a movie, that so they embellish a lot of the yeah. true story, even though that they feel that they're doing well by making the story known, mm-hmm. um, facts are missing, you know, and that's just the way it is. And sometimes right. it's because, hell, maybe maybe some of the facts are just too boring for them. Who knows? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> so, um, Jason, while you're here with us, we're going to do something real cool here. Um, we are going to talk about, um, if I'm, am I on track Are you on here? track? Am I on track? Um, we really want everybody to uh, stick around here to the end of the show, which is great. Uh, don't forget to go to our chat rooms. Uh, we're going to be talking. Um, you're going to be able to call in and talk to Jason, ask a question. Mm-hmm. You're going to be able to do that. Right around 9.30. Right around 9.30, yep. And um, we also have paranormal news coming up, so you don't want to go anywhere. Um, but we're going to get right back to Jason now. Jason, do you have a lot of, like, paracons or, or um, scare fests or paranormal events over there in, in London? Um, or England. Or England in general, yeah. Uh, in England, there are the odd occasional things. Um, Obviously, nothing to quite the level that you have in the United States, and which I'm quite jealous about sometimes. But um, there isn't there isn't such a, a sort of thing about it. The reason being, and I've said this, I was talking to a client um, actually at this the weekend uh, that's just passed, uh, who we were investigating for. I said the first thing you've done is you've you've admitted that you're having a problem you you've you've addressed the fact that you might have a ghost and i said what the british tend to do british english whatever you want to call us is that we we tend to hide this fact we they they tend to be scared of it they don't like to admit that there are such things and i think it might be because of the you know the stiff upper lip sort of thing and whatever and we're british and we those sort of right. things don't happen which doesn't help the situation because there's a lot out there and a lot of things do happen. There, there are, uh, as, as Ted said, uh, sort of things that go on. There are things, um, and they're not as massive as they might be in the United States. You really, really, really have to look for these things. You have to really be into it, and you have to really know what's going on and whatever you... It, 
to me, it's a little bit like I know it's like quite different, but it's a little bit like the the, the tattoo world and the tattoo expos. Um, right. If you're tattooed and what you know about it, you know, and you know that these tattoo expos are going on and these people are doing these shows and what have you. But if you don't, you don't know, you know, and and you're not going to find out, and you don't get a lot of press for it, and there's not a lot of acknowledgement of it, and it's quite frustrating sometimes because there's a lot of people out there that are interested in in the paranormal. Um, it's like on our page, and uh, you've been on it, Ted. You've seen it yourself. I mean, our, our page tries to be very sort of open-minded, but it, I won't have people coming onto the page and saying, "Oh, you lot are nuts," and you know, and start swearing and saying this and saying that. But because there's a lot of right. people out there that will do it because they simply do not and will not accept the fact that there are these things. So I like my people to right. come on the page and feel comfortable. And, and speak about what they want to do and, and I will protect my people and I will look after mm -hmm. them and I will make sure that the truth has got across. If we don't believe in something, if we if we really don't feel it's right, we will say our opinion, we will speak and we will say. But people to actually in this country to, to know about expos and that kind of thing and whatever you it is quite difficult. I've got to be honest, it is quite difficult. Um and it's it's frustrating, as I said, and it's something that I would love, and, I'm, and I know there's a, a huge amount of people over here that would enjoy it, but I don't know, for some reason we seem scared to admit it. I don't know what it is. Right. <laughs> we're all a bit bonkers well, over here, you know. I think we're, you know, we're, we're all loony. <laughs> yes, we're all loony. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Well, and that's, you know, we, we get... You know, it's still over here in the in the U.S. We still get people that look at us crazy, or you know, they they yeah. they make comments, and you know. So, and I, I totally get it. I totally understand. Um, it's um, for us, though. I mean, it, it does seem to be a little more open, or more the more aware over here than it is over uh, there where you are. Which is for us, it's great. For you, not so great, I guess. But. Um, I love the paranormal field, and it sounds like you do too. And you know, we have to continue to do doing what we do. Mm -hmm. You know, okay. no matter how we look at it, no matter where we're from, um, there's a lot of stuff out there in history. You know as well as I do, Jason, that every civilization um, of the human race has had this infatuation with ghosts, spirits. UFOs, Bigfoot, whatever, cryptozoology yeah. figure. Yeah. But we've always been interested in that stuff, and it'll never change. We'll always look for um, the weird, the um, supernatural, the the things that aren't uh, in our normal everyday life unless you're actually being haunted like an infield of Black Monk or Amityville or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah. this is definitely a field that I love and I want to stay in. <laughs> Oh yeah, yeah without me a doubt. Too. I mean, there's 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 nothing more interesting I find than trying to find the answers behind something that you really can't. You know, what I mean, it's like as we were talking about earlier on, Jack the Ripper. You know, no one's ever mm. going to find out who it is. You know, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to get that evidence that you want. And even if you did find that evidence, you did know who it was, and you did work it out. And there was absolutely no way that you could be proven wrong 
people will still not accept it. It's because they do not want to believe. Do you know what I mean? It's it's just right. you're like you're going you're going round in circles all the time, and people that actually want to believe and and they're willing to to listen to what you've got to say. And I do like constructive criticism. I do enjoy it because it keeps you on your toes. I find. You know, to for people just to be so blatantly no, 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 no all the time, it's a little bit frustrating. I've got to admit, it is. Right. Oh, it certainly is. Yeah, yeah. And we find that that does happen. I mean, we, my truck has uh, Genesee Valley Paranormal Investigators right on the side of it, and I get people all the time right. going, "You really believe in that?" <laughs> you know, and it's yeah. like, well. <laughs> believe or research i mean i'm pretty much a skeptic still and there are things that i can't explain um i'm not going to say that i have all the answers because there is no one within with all the answers but then again if, if, if we don't research it who will the government they exactly. don't care exactly. you know they they probably already have the answers and just watching us run around like chickens with our heads <laughs> yeah cut that's off. right that's right i mean you know uh, as we all know the government know and always have known that there are such things as alien life forms out there and 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 that without a doubt there has been ufos coming to this this planet and they do know but they just won't tell us because they don't want to you know they they probably think we're all going to go potty and go crazy but wouldn't it be great to know wouldn't it just be wonderful to know that yes there are other beings out there and like like with you know, mm-hmm. ghosts. I, I believe it would be wonderful mm. just to get that that unquestionable bit of evidence that says yes. Look, you can't argue with that. You know. Yeah, exactly. Well, right now it, it's it's time for us. Now we want you to join in and give your opinion as well. Um, we do something called paranormal news. Um, it's paranormal weird. Um, strange, comical, whatever. It doesn't really hold to one genre. genre. Uh, we kind of pick different things from different areas. And um, I've got a few here that uh, <laughs> definitely not all of them fit within the paranormal, that's for sure. Um, I, I just want to give a little Yeah, though. go ahead. Go ahead. So I, I'm sorry for all you guys out there. I know that for some reason we're having trouble tonight with Facebook. It's doing some crazy stuff. Is it? Yes. Um, so as I was having trouble, I know that um, a few people have gotten kicked out again, and I have been kicked out for a second time, and I can't get back in. Okay. I mean, I can see the um, – it just keeps buffering the video quite a bit. Okay. So maybe what they should do is go to blogtalkradio.com yeah. and then Paratalk Radio 2, and they can actually get on there. They won't be able to see it, but they would at least be able to hear right, it, right. you know. Yeah, I keep trying, and I can't. It doesn't matter if I go on my personal account right. or my okay. or or being with the um. Okay. All right. Well, time for paranormal news. Yeah. Let's get into this. Now, <laughs> I love our little noise. We still got to get the <laughs> drum roll. I didn't realize it was so long. <laughs> he did it actually. All right. So. This is actually coming, and this is actually from the U.S., and it says, woman arrested for beheading her boyfriend, and then she asked the cops, let me get my heads. Um, what it is, a West Virginia woman was arrested for beheading her boyfriend before telling cops 
You have to take me back and let me get my head as they drove her away from the bloody scene. Oh, my God. This, I don't know what's going on with our world today, but it's, it's, it's really strange. This woman has got some serious mental issues. Um, it definitely says that uh, she has to have an assessment done to evaluate her mental capacity. She is being charged for second-degree murder uh, of, her, of the death of a 29-year-old boyfriend. How old is she? Um, it actually didn't say how old she was. I didn't think you had said it. No, but her boyfriend was 29 years old, and she had basically... Oh, here it is. She used a fake name, and she was 41 years old. I thought she was yep, older. And um, the police department responded to it, or she <laughs> she had cut his head off with a kitchen knife. Oh, God. She was very combative to the officers and placed under arrest. And as they were placing her into the cruiser, she just kept saying over and over again, please take me back. I need to get my heads. I need to get my heads. So apparently this woman really does have some serious, serious issues. And um, I don't even want to go any further. on. I'm just, I don't know. Wow. A kitchen knife, though. Come on. Yeah, what a kitchen did, knife. How? How? Maybe she, she had just done something. Chef. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Yeah. Well, think about it this way: How did she get him so still to use a kitchen knife? I don't know. To cut his head off. I don't know. I don't know. This do you is, know it, what I mean? Yeah, it just sounds so far-fetched. I mean, what do you do? You call your boyfriend in and say, "Hey, sit down here, honey," and then lap off his head. Right. Yeah, I mean, the kitchen so knife is he. not strong enough to just cut the bone and all that stuff. Right, no, no that's why I don't Absolutely think that. Not, it's... No. Right. Yeah. All right, second story we got for you comes from Anida. <laughs> Heather Palermo says Gintu knives cut through anything. Gintus. Oh, nice. <laughs> Thanks, Heather. Do you remember the commercial? <laughs> yes. Cut through anything. And you yeah. Yeah. Steel and steel. The next story comes from Oneida, New York. Oh, that's So not that far not from that us. Far. So the New York resident... On Monday, said he spotted a humanoid with a wolf head. The 16-year-old witness, a Native American from Oneida, who provided his identity but was kept anonymous as per the Code of Journalism Ethics, regarded disclosure of the identity of the minor. So, okay, he was a minor, and that's why nothing was done. Right. So um, what it says here is that... uh, he told the Cryptozoology News that he was on his neighbor's property looking for wild berries in the summer of 2017, so this was yeah. a year ago, mm-hmm. when he encountered the creature at 4.30 p.m. In quotes, it says, I had found some berries and I was picking, them, picking through them when I heard what sounded like several branches breaking nearby, he said. So I went to investigate the noise. The boy says he observed the creature clearly, then decided to run away. I didn't think any more. I started walking up this hill slowly. I heard it approach me, so I ran as fast as I could. I reached my neighbor's open cornfield, and that's when I believed it stopped pursuit. The student described the animal as a seven-foot-tall humanoid with white and gray fur on its cheeks and hands and neck. It had bright blue eyes glowing. It looked more human than wolf. I noticed it had claws about two to three inches long, he said. He added that he and his family have also spotted UFOs every now and then in the same area. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. 
Ben Ten. It's Ben yeah. Ten. He's out there. That definitely fits into what the United States has and the dogman, you know, sightings and stuff oh, wait, like is that. It, so is that what the – because I'm not familiar with the dogman yep. stuff. I told you that before. Yeah, yeah. so basically it's, it's part human and part wolf. So that's the dogman uh, theory. So Interesting. That, yeah, I wonder so if – Tell me how a wolf and a human got together. I don't want to go there and even envision <laughs> that. I, I, <laughs> Somebody has to bring it, it up. Does, it does say here the dogman is a cryptid reputed to live in the northwestern quadrant of Michigan's Lower Peninsula, although other sightings have been documented in other states, such as Wisconsin. This unproven creature was first reported spotted in 1887 by two lumberjacks who described it as having a human body and a dog's head. So that's one thing that I was going to bring up earlier when Jason was talking about, you know, he doesn't really get into the crypto stuff. Like, mm-hmm. because there's so much stuff that comes and goes because of the seat of the pants in Hollywood, et cetera, blah, blah, you blah. You don't know what to believe, yeah. We don't know what to believe. But when it comes to something like this, like, where there are sightings that go back a hundred years. Easily. Those are the things that sometimes we have to stop and think about. Like, how are these people, unless they're researching it purposefully, mm-hmm. right? I mean, because Champ, the same thing happened with Lake Champlain mm-hmm. with Champ. I right. mean, the, over the years, it was just, there were several, several, and decades, you know. Well, one of the investigators I know years, that we've interviewed. Over 100 years. Yeah, well, Linda Godfrey, she is, uh, she's done a, a, a book on the dogman. In fact, I think she's got a couple. She is coming back on the show oh, cool. uh, soon. Uh, she, um, she has her theories on the dogman as well, and and I believe that she believes that these are definitely real creatures, and there is too much pointing that it's not a fake. Right. So, but that's not a different talking to like Bobo or or Cliff Barrickman about Bigfoot. I mean, everybody has their opinions. Everybody right. has researched it, and that's what I like about this field is so much that these people can go out there and they really spend their the time and their own money to do this stuff. And I different than a paranormal investigator, right? But, just like we do. You know, it, yeah, you have to get out there and you do, you need to do this stuff. And um, I really like to listen to what they have to say. And if a if a sixteen year old child is saying they're seeing this. Why, I do why, have a couple of questions, though. Right, but why would he lie about it, I guess? You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I you mean, kind of look at the way, like, when somebody calls us for a haunted house and says they got something going on in their house, yeah. why would these people call us? Right. I mean, you have in to fear look of, into it. In fear of the church, in fear of their neighbors, in fear of their family, right. in fear of... Right. So, And we know that in every story, there's some truth. It's just finding out what the truth is. Right, right. So... I, I mean, to um, through, my own personal view and my own personal opinion on it is that I feel for a, a 16-year-old child to turn around and say that he's seen this, he is up for persecution, you know, from mates, oh, from, 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 you know, the, the, the public and whatever. So he's kind of making himself a sitting duck if he's making it up, which makes me believe that right. he wouldn't. I've got to say, where I'm not so much a believer in like things like the Swamp Man and all that kind of thing and what have you, when it comes to shape-shifting, uh, werewolves, wolf man, whatever you want to call him, what have you, I, I struggle to not believe that, you know, because there's such a history mm-hmm. of it um, in regards to that sort of thing. And the Native Americans truly believed in that sort of thing and shape-shifting and, uh, you know, being able to transform into uh, other animals and whatever. So, yeah, I, I, I do 
believe in that quite a lot, actually, to be honest with you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I have to say I've believed in werewolves since a werewolf in London. <laughs> <laughs> and what a great film that was. <laughs> yeah. Yes. yeah. It was the first time as a young girl I got to see a bear bottom. <laughs> yeah. So the third, the third one, the third one, I, third one I've got for you is um, somebody had put out. Um, it's called, uh, actually Jesse Empeck um, from Live Science put this out. Sorry, I need to get a drink of water. I have a tickle in my throat. <coughs> I did it for him. <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, he has put together a map, and this map shows what people fear the most in each state in the United States. And I found this very interesting. Um, it says Californians and Texans suffer from a fear of holes. <laughs> uh, they should. They're about to be in the ocean. Hello? Georgians, Georgians fear height. There you go, Mary. And Americans generally seem to really be creeped out by the number 13, or at least Not me. that's what our search in history suggests. It's a security, the security company ADT has a blog called YourLocalSecurity.com, and in the spirit of Halloween, those who run the blog decided to look carefully in what scares people. So this is where this comes from. That's the cool. me- Yeah, the method was simple, matching up search terms with why I am afraid, according to Scott Bay, authors of the blog and communication specialists mm-hmm. at the company, who said results don't really mean that people, people suffer from these actual phobias. It's just that this is what they fear. Our data points comes from searching data and merely representing what people are searching for, not necessarily the phobia that they have. So mm. meaning if they do that right. active search like on Google, 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 <laughs> Google there's a new one for you, Google, new one. Um, that's what it tells you. Um, it's amazing, you know, so they started this and this is to get the data. Um, his colleagues looked on Google Trends <laughs> using data from a year-long period AKA study Google. from September 2016 to 2017. Interesting. Um, which is very, very cool. That is it cool. says the res- results were, in some cases, surprising. Few would guess that New Yorkers seem to be really interested in claustrophobia, <gasps> the fear of enclosed spaces. Yeah. Half the population lives in densely populated New York City, mm-hmm. where getting a kitchen bag enough to getting a kitchen big enough to sit down in is relatively <laughs> a luxury. Claustrophobia seems a common search for terms in Florida as well as New York. Interesting. Yes. Other, We're um, in Nevada. <laughs> other phobias, as we discussed before, in California and Texas were the search for tripophobia, which is the fear of holes, was most common. Arizonians, or Arizona, yeah, Arizonians have a lot of people searching for brontophobia, the fear of thunder and lightning. Hmm. Residents of Kentucky would seem to have an inert fear of commitment, which is called gamophobia. <laughs> <laughs> which was the common phobia that people searched. Perhaps the un- and perhaps unsurprisingly, the top two phobias searched nationwide were triskaidiacophobia, the fear of number 13. Yeah, and xenophobia, oh, the yeah. fear of the unknown, which also gets conflicted 
with uh, what well, gets inflated with the fears of foreigners and immigrants. The term is often used interchangeable, though it isn't quite the same thing. The third most commonly searched phobia, I love this, if he's listening, in the U.S. Clown. was caldrophobia, the fear of clowns. Clowns, bitches, and mongeurophobia. <laughs> Anyone who was traumatized at the child birthday party might recall that one. In fourth place was tribe. Tripophobia, followed by thalassophobia or fear of the ocean. Where do people come up with these names? I mean, why can't they just say the fear of the ocean or the fear of the closet? Well, because you need to have some kind of big, long, um, what do you call it? Triscadicophobia. Right there. Look at that word. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Kidophobia. In North Dakota. You know, North, North Dakota. 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 Should I tell you what my biggest what fear is? What is that? Running yes, out of please. beer. Of what? <laughs> Running out of beer. Oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> English and, I and, Irish, and Irish, yes. I yes. would see that, yes. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I, I'm <laughs> sure you could take us to some of the. Local haunted pubs in the area too. I could indeed. <laughs> uh, uh, we've done we've yeah, done a, a really interesting investigation in one of them, um, <clears throat> just up the road from us called the Mitre Inn. That's very haunted. Wow, mm, sounds like that fun. sounds so cool. Hey, so I do have a question because now we can start our question portion. Three two three six four two one one zero two. But mm-hmm. if you don't want to call in, you can ask it on the chat, and we'll try and do it. For you. So, go ahead, Cindy. What you got? So Heidi said she couldn't call in, but she really wants to know what your um, most haunted location was. Our most haunted location. Um, yeah. The most haunted location that we've actually been to is Thirty East Drive, as I said. Um, we had well, some really great black evidence monk. from there. Yep, the black monk. But wow. as I said, not so much the black monk, the this little girl that followed us about. Girl. But um as mm. I said just a little while ago, one of the one of the greatest beast bits of um uh ghost hunting we did uh, was actually what well, I just said the, the old mitre inn, the pub, um in Barnet. It's a very old pub, very, very famous pub. Um it's it's never been documented and it's never been done. The owner never really wanted that kind of thing done. And he said to me, because he knew what I did, he said, uh, will you come and do the place for me? And I said, yes, I will. Um, and I got a bit of information from him. He told me what he'd, he'd heard and what he'd seen and what have you. And we went there. Um, didn't know if we was expecting really and truthfully to find anything. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, but we did in the end uh, we got some wonderful wonderful um, I'm going to call it orbs I know people have this thing about orbs not being um, spiritual but I I tend to find that dust and insects can't be intelligent, they're not going to react to intelligent responses they're not going to give you a, an intelligent response yeah. and they, the, the, the the orbs that we were we were getting from from this building were absolutely outstanding. 
that, that you had one big central orb coming up and then splitting off into three. And in this what? one particular room that we were in, it, uh, we had part of a ma- manifestation of a horse. And where we were, oh. it used to be stables. Okay. And, and it was just absolutely wonderful. And uh, I, I, I adored this, this place. And I still go there now. I, I love going up there. It's just so old. It's nearly as old as me. <laughs> but no, it's it's been there, you know, a long. T- it's it's been there a long time, and it's got a great amount of history, um, and it, into the 1700s. You know, it's just wonderful. It, re- it really was quite a haunted, uh, haunted place, and and I enjoyed it immensely. And what was that one again? The 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 Ye Old Mitre Inn in Barnet. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. We have more. Questions. Yep. Let's Heaven see. or Heather. Heather. Right? Yep. She she asked earlier and she's repeated it for me. So thank you, Heather. Have you ever been to Borley Rectory or Bramshot? No, we haven't. We haven't been there. We've heard about it, um, but because we tend, what we tending to do at the moment is specialize in personal hauntings with people that are um, struggling with their own personal things in that home right. with children involved and whatever you they asked us their advice and we come in and check out the place for them or whatever we're tending to specialise in that at the moment but we do know about these places and these is so as I said to you earlier on right at the beginning of the show there's so many places in this country that I doubt if I'll ever achieve reaching any you know all of them <laughs> But there are mm-hmm. so many I want to get my hands on. You know, it's 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 just finding the oh time. Oh my gosh! Because I mean, yeah. it's difficult. I would love to just fly over there tomorrow and just tomorrow. Go, like, let's go now. tomorrow and just. I mean, what's the weather like? Probably <laughs> <laughs> uh, rainy. Exactly. It has been raining nonstop. <laughs> I think. It's, okay, we're gonna wait till it dries. I think it's not meant to rain tomorrow, though, so you should be all right. Okay, good. Uh, okay, Perfect. so we could fly in tonight and be there tomorrow. Per- <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. Take the brooms. Brooms, yes. Take the broom. I I really think we need to do something like that. Harry Potter needs to come to life for real. Ah. <laughs> very good, very good. <laughs> All right, so you guys, if you want to talk to Jason, here you go. You can go. Uh, call, call us. Don't be a chick. Don't be afraid. Three two three six four two one one zero two. I will I will post it for you as well. As three two. Oh yes, three. I usually do that. And I'm listen. My fingers are freezing right now. <laughs> six four two one one zero two. But you should have that number memorized by now, Cindy. I do. Three two three Listen, so, I didn't even look at it. There you go. So don't be afraid to call in. It's just it's it, you're just going to get on the phone with us and talk. It's no big deal. You don't yeah, have come to be on afraid. Come you as well. Yes, yes. Yeah. How often so, you can talk to a nutcase from London? <laughs> I listen. Hey, you're I talking would... to two nutcases yeah. from the United States, so <laughs> we're good to go. We're in the same boat. <laughs> You're definitely a nutcase. Though. You're staying awake for us. Yeah, for really. And we, so we really, really appreciate it. that. And yeah. so does 
fans. Yeah, we I'm glad love to it. do it. I, I, I'm, in, I'm enjoying doing it. I like to um, try to help people understand that there's a little bit more out there than what they think. And if I can do it in any way right. possible, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Well, I know, and I mentioned this earlier, is that um, in the United States, in the whole paranormal field right now, um, Mr. John Zappas, who's a big name in the paranormal here, um, posted oh, yeah. that he's yeah. sick and tired of hearing about demons. And it seems like there's television shows and radio shows and all the paranormal fields are <laughs> paranormal people are out there, you know, talking about demons and they're actually hurting I'm, the paranormal field because they're going to these places that may have just a, a pipe that's loose making noise. And these people are telling exactly. these paranormal yeah. investigators telling these clients that there's demons in their house. And, right. And, and I listen, it's got to go this, away. It's wrong. I've been doing this for a long time, Ted. And I, I told you, this is Trust one me. thing that I've said is I've never encountered a demon. Maybe it's because my personal religious beliefs, Mm-hmm. But I've never encountered. Have I encountered negative? Absolutely. Right. Have right. I encountered a demon? No. Well, it's stated. In fact, when we for the Winter Parafest, we and would not have, that I'm open to it either. Right. But <laughs> in Winter Parafest, we would close the the, the festival with um, a panel of paranormal investigators, and the question was brought up: um, demons and so on and so forth, and and everybody responded correctly. I mean, you're looking at maybe one in like 100 million. I mean, you're really not going to run into that situation. Right. And then again, here's the other thing about that is that you better be damn sure you have all your facts together. Right. I agree with that. Um, there's, a, there's a TV show, A Haunting, that every single episode, it is about a demon. Right. Well, we and did... I, I, I cannot, I told, I, I tell people, do not watch this show. By the way, I'm mentioning it. Do not watch the show because I had bad things happen from that show I'd like, because things I'd can like come from your own device. Go ahead, Jason. Well, the show A Haunting, um, it, it, it done a show uh, here that we watched. Um, we do watch them occasionally, but we watched this one particular one, um, where it was uh, about a pub in Bolden, and this is this is in the the north of England. This is quite a long way away from us, mm-hmm. and um, the pub is called the Wheat Sheaf, um, and it it had quite a, a terrible history. Um, it, there was uh, uh, prostitutes there, and the prostitutes had children, and there was two men that used to run the pub and these two gentlemen uh, were not nice to these ladies at all. And they ended up killing a lot of them um, and they ended up killing the children as well. Oh, my um, God! Yeah, it was quite a a nasty thing. Anyway, um, I got contacted by uh, the landlord of that pub called Rob Dixon, and he said to me that um, he would like my team to come in and have a look for him um, and just see mm. if I could find anything out and 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 kind of put his his wife's mind at ease because his wife Stacy bless her she was she was really upset with the whole situation because she'd been told so many stories you know and and watching this 
a haunting TV show. It, it made her terrified, and she had, had actually had experiences herself. So what we done is we, we drove up there a good few hundred miles and drove up there and uh, just to see them and see what we could do for them. And we'd we done the investigation there, and uh, there was a very nasty spirit there that actually tried to take my life. Um, we we uh, we we were using our instruments and all our instruments got drained of a, a electrical power. So as I went to plug the plug in to charge one of our cameras up, this electrical charge come out of the wall before it even reached the plug and hit the plug and sent me flying. And all the guys went, "Oh my god, wow. no, you're all right, whatever." You, and that is when we stopped to have a break. We we weren't recording anything at the time. And we didn't get it on camera, but it it blew it blew part of the pub. That all the electrics went out, and there was nothing we could do about it. So, in the morning, uh, we spoke to Rob and Stacey and said, like, you know, we did have this entity, we and it did make itself well known to us, and and uh, try to knock me off or whatever. And she she knew it was haunted, but it was the way that the the TV show went about it. It was the way that they showed how stuff was going on and, and embellishing the story to a, a level that was right. unbelievable. Now, what I found, right. <clears throat> excuse me, what I found is in a lot of old buildings, I don't know if you do it in the United States, I think you do, I think you guys did, um, is that what would happen is when a building was built many, many years ago, People used to put shoes and items of clothing and locks of hair and what have you inside the walls um, as kind of like yeah. right. kind of yeah. walled off evil spirits and that kind of thing. And they'd have right. a medium mm-hmm. come in beforehand, before we'd got there, and this medium had told them that this guy had killed this child, buried her in the wall, chopped her up, done this, done that. And I said to her, look, I said to Stacey, look, my love, I said, this isn't what's happened. The child told us, she, she spoke to us on, on our instruments. We, we got the, the full SP. She, we asked her directly, were you in the wall? And she said, no. And she, she said she had been killed, but she was buried elsewhere. And this spirit mm. medium had been saying to her, no, she's in the wall and whatever. And, that. and it made her life hell. She felt so frightened and so scared. And, and, and it tortured her. And this TV program made it so difficult for these people to try and run this pub. That's why they called us. And when we got there, we actually gave them peace of mind. We made them feel that they could get their lives back again. And and Stacey's husband, Rob, has been in contact with me regularly saying, I owe you my life, you know, and, and, and I'm so happy that you've done this for us. And thank you. And, you know, it, it's it, it means so much to us to know that we've actually brought a little bit of comfort to their lives. So watching right. the TV show A Haunting to us is just like watching the biggest piece of fiction you could ever imagine. It's 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 right. not on, it's yeah. as as a lot of these TV shows are not on. Right. I mean, there's there are several TV shows out there, and this is something that, that we should be held accountable for when we have TV shows, is that we shouldn't be putting things out there that aren't true because it is disrupting regular people's lives. Yeah, but not only that. And so, exactly. Go ahead. I, I just I just wanted to like, say, what? because I, 
some things are negative with there, that. There are, there very are. Very negative yes, with I that agree. show. And so my experience with it was um, literally something came through my TV. And I had a little black entity and kept messing with my boys. Like, and I didn't realize it at first. And it wasn't until, because they were very little. And they literally kept saying, he won't leave me alone. He pushed me. He kicked me. And I'm like, who did? And then I'm like, oh, because my house is protected. You know that. Mm -hmm. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, geez, boy, didn't think about that. So I protect my TV. I protect my phone. I protect Mm -hmm. everything that is electronic because I do know that that happened to me. And when it carries that kind of negative vibration and they're calling things demonic or they're calling things negative, because um, white noise is electric, you Mm -hmm. know, all Mm -hmm. these things, these are a medium for us. Well, and there's enough, as I was going to say, there's enough stuff out there. I mean, I I was on Paranormal Survivor and the the last one we did was the Virgin House. And yes, there was something negative there at one point and it's now gone. It's not there anymore. Mm -hmm. And I, when I did the research on it, the only thing that I could find that even um, remotely looked like that was in uh, the books and it was Sumerian was what they called a, um, a demon spider. And so I said, you know, that that's what this looked like. And so then people run with it and they say, oh, it's a demon. It's like, no, the, the category for it was that I saw was demon spider, but it doesn't necessarily mean that's what it is. Right. And I think that's what happens when it comes across on the TV is that when the paranormal shows are out there, we focus too much on the negative side of it for, right. for just for ratings. And yeah. maybe we shouldn't. Exactly maybe we should it. say, okay, that well, is this, is, yeah, yeah. this is, this is agree, what Jason. this is what the book tells us. It's like the Bible. This is what the Bible tells us, but this is what it really is. You know what I'm saying? It's like mm-hmm. everybody yeah. uses a yeah. book yeah. to research the history, and right. not everything that's written or printed is true. The same as everything that exactly. you see on TV exactly. isn't true, mm-hmm. or on the internet isn't true. Stop it! Everything on the internet is that's, the truth. Um, <laughs> Whatever. Would you guys, Whatever. Would you guys mind if if I asked you a question? Absolutely. Sure, go for it. Yes. Go. I just got to say real quick, hello to my aunt Cindy. She's actually watching. Hello, uh, it's yes. my aunt. Hi, aunt Cindy. So go ahead, Jason. What's your hello, question? Hello, aunt Cindy. Um, to know is, um, we picked up on the story. I don't. You you must know of it, and if you don't, I do apologize. But the story of dear David. Have you heard of that one? Dear David? I don't yeah. think so. Please, hmm. please explain. Oh. oh. Dear it's David. A, a, it's a, if you, I'll tune if it right now. The, <laughs> it, if if you've got the, uh, the means to Google that, um, please do. Have a look. Um, it's it's a, a chap who, um, who's got a Twitter account. Um, and he's been telling this story about this uh, ghost child that is yes. that's um, that's yes. been you know pestering him and following following him about and what have you. And, and I I did this yes. um, topic on it on on our uh, Facebook page, asking what people thought. Now we we contacted um, this fella personally because mm-hmm. we were prepared to chuck our bags in a, in a plane and fly over to the States to 
see if we could work something out. And um, he completely ignored all our messages and what have you. Now, if you were going through something like that, I don't think you would. We were always straightforward and honest with him. We're saying, you know, we're not glory-seeking or anything like that. We just want to try and help you out, you know. And what it was, it was just this story about this chap who's got this little spirit child that, that comes around and, and watches him in bed at night and things like that. And he's taken pictures of this child. And it's, to me... And to the rest of my team, because when I showed the rest of the guys in my team, they all said, oh, that's absolute tosh. You know, how can that be? Because, you know, to catch something like that, that would be absolutely groundbreaking. And right. when you start weighing weighing up the, the pros and the cons of it, when you're listening to what he's saying, he's saying that this child has spoken to him and told him he gets three questions. And if you ask the full three questions, he's going to get killed. Now, to me and to the rest of my team, that just sounded like Candyman, the story of Candyman, you know? Right. It does, yeah. it does, yes. This guy is a well-known artist, um, and he does a lot of... Uh, uh, blogging stuff and what have you and to, to us it just sounded like like it was a promotion for a film do you know what I mean it sounded like uh, that's this what guy it sounds was, like to me was, yeah. he was testing the water to see if he had an idea for a film and so many people right. have been swallowed up by it and been engulfed by this story and it's huge it's, it's absolutely massive on Twitter and because we yeah. called him out you know and we said look we don't think this is true I think you're talking absolute crap he's ignored everything we've said you know and if you're telling the truth come and say it you know just say like yeah come over you know we weren't saying you have to pay for us to come over we were saying we will pay we will come over we will do this for you we will do that for you let us document it so it doesn't look so bad for you because it's just you that's doing it you know what i mean if someone else is doing it especially from another country then yeah, it might be a little bit more credible, but to us, it just seemed like such a great big Hollywood sort of oh, you know, this is going to be a blockbuster. See what kind of reaction you get, and to us, it was. Yeah, yeah, and it and it seems like with all the information that I just scanned through on there, it does sound like Candyman, and also the um, from what I was reading is that the the claims are that it is a hoax and that it is contributed to a. Um, people are thinking that it's some type of story to try and get it into the movie. So um, I think you're absolutely right, but we'll watch it. We'll see what happens, you yeah, know. I yeah. mean, I that's the first I've heard it. Now, I've heard about the, the doll, Tommy. I don't know about that about the doll, But there's, you know, dolls and stuff like that. But, um, yeah, I just uh, – I never heard of it, but I remember – yeah, I, I definitely think that it's something I'm going to pay attention to and, and and see what I can find out about it. And if I find something out, I'll, I'll definitely share it with you. Hmm. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I'd love I, to know. I, I mean, because, you know, I just think, okay, it's it's hard enough trying to prove that ghosts exist. We know. Exactly. We don't need to prove it. We know for sure, you know, but. Right. We, there are people out there that sit on a fence and they go, you know, I don't know. And when they see stuff like that, they they must think you lot are out of your minds, you know. If you look at the photographs, I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if I don't know if you guys can see the pictures that this this fella's taken, 
But to us, if you're trying to fake something like that, I don't care if the person is dead. If it's a spirit, the spirit still has has an ability to show it's a, a living. And I know that sounds weird because it's not living, but do you know what I mean? It's kind of like it's it shows it's. I, uh oh. It looks oh, like no. we lost him. No. Oh, no. Ew, somehow we lost him. Hopefully he'll call right back in. I hope so. Yeah. Um. I I am definitely interested to find out more on this. Yeah, and, because uh, I this is the first I've heard about Dear David. Right. Right. I should ask my girlfriend from Arizona because she's a big Twitter person. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll ask her what she thinks of it and okay. if she knows about it. Yeah, we can do that. Absolutely. I I, I hope he calls back in. <laughs> I know, I know. But I, I'm really I, I'm really surprised with stuff like this. There are, like I was saying before, mm-hmm. there is so much out there that is just so negative about. You know, it, it kind of reminded me because back a few months ago, I was talking to Rick Riolo about the Bigfoot um, incident. There was, there's a lot of that stuff going on. Um, hey. Are you there? Hello. Yep. Hello. Hi. Oh, there you are. We were so Hi. scared. Yeah, we were afraid. You... <laughs> I think we lost connection for a little bit there. <laughs> Oh yes, yes we, we did. did. But we will definitely find out as much as we can. Yeah, one one of the things that I had said is that um, my girlfriend is a big Twitter person, so uh, I'm going to ask her about this if she's followed Dear David at all. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of things out there on YouTube, you yeah. know, and um, well, supposedly he has pictures and he's drawn things of Dear David. Oh. So I don't know. I haven't seen any of these pictures. I just that's what as I was perusing really quickly. Um, it said that there were pictures that he's right. taken, and I don't know if he's posted those pictures. But Well, Jason, thank you for bringing that to our yes, attention. I mean, that's, that's awesome. We'll definitely do some no research problem. on that. And see yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's awesome. That is awesome. You know, um, I have to say, I mean, we were discussing um, the whole demon thing um, mm-hmm. and about the paranormal field, and I'm sure that um, it's not just in the U.S. that's having the issues, but if we're going to keep um, the serious study of paranormal alive, then we have to start um, nipping certain things in the butt. Well, what the message was that I had gotten was that, you know, so negativity can have a great effect just as good and positivity, right? Well, so, negativity breeds negativity. Right, and so that's what they're doing is creating this negativity going to these producers. Oh, Hey, what about this great idea? Mm-hmm. Not a great idea. Right. I mean, I, there negativity. are people that want to tell their stories and, right. and I think they should, but let's you... tell fact, let's tell what really happened in their words and let's not make it, let's not blow it up. You know what I mean? Let's just <laughs> exactly make it the right. way it really is. And uh, I mean, we're, let's we're, see what happens. We're we're into you know trying to help people that that have a story to tell a genuine honest story, and when you've got people right. that are creating stories like this, it makes it so hard for people to to trust other people like us with their stories because they think to themselves you know is this 
is this gonna group is this group gonna do what this guy's doing? Embellish it and what have you. So we always say to anyone we work for, it's your story. It belongs to you. Right. If you want us to share it, we will share it. If you don't want us to share it, we won't share it. It's it, you know, it, right. it's very difficult for these people and what you know, reading stuff like that, it, it really is like, oh come on, you know. Um, when we first saw it, we thought, mm. oh god, you know, that's that's right, that you... set the paranormal world back twenty years. Yeah, well, you mentioned it earlier. It's like when you see uh, some of these cases, who in their right mind is going to make something up, especially an eleven-year-old girl or a ten-year-old boy? I mean, okay. do they really want that much attention? I mean, I don't think that some of this stuff like this is made up. No, I agree. But we know that psychologically, uh, growing up, we tend to go through different right. stages. Right. And the uh, psychic stage mm-hmm. is we do know that it's between the ages of 8 and 15, but and they, we but, do know that there's a lot of things that happen there. You know, when they're going through puberty, it's a huge, it's a huge energy yes. change. Right. That's one thing. Yeah. But when, yeah. when you're a child, when you're like just born to 5 years old, you still have that where you still can see beyond the veil. Right. Because you're so close to the well, veil. And, but animals but see this as well, and it's like, you know, yeah. they react to certain things because they're yes. more sensitive than we are. Yeah. Because they can see a lot more vibrations and energy right. than we Right. So can. for us, I mean, I when somebody tells me a story, I tend to believe them until I can prove the story Correct. differently. Yeah. Right. yeah that and makes sense. You, that makes sense. you are there to comfort them. Yeah, exactly. And, and you're there to people. you're there to comfort them. Correct. You know, they the call one, you. The one thing we say, what we feel is, when it comes to children and animals, is that you know, especially young children. I'm not going. I'm going to say children probably up to the age of around about four, or five, and animals, because animals and these small kids can't can't have their their minds and their 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 visions clouded by what adults are saying they're going to see mm. things that that most adults can't when you reach, reach a certain age your vision in your mind becomes clouded you're listening to other people you're watching stuff that's on tv then you make your own mind up you either believe or you don't i mean it's like i tried right. to explain to someone the other day you know, you believe in Father Christmas up until a certain age because nothing that anyone says is going to make you feel any different. This great, wonderful man in a big red suit and a white beard comes and brings Christmas presents for you up to a certain age. When you get mm-hmm. to that age when your friends are saying, oh, you still believe in Father Christmas, they're not real, da 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 and then you start watching the stuff on the telly and then you start to make your own mind up, okay, maybe they don't exist. Yeah. That's that's when the clouding starts to happen, and the same thing happens sure. with spirits. Spirits, you know, you 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 either don't become clouded, you don't you don't let that that judgment start to form in your brain, or or you do. And as I said, with kids and and especially animals, I mean, it don't matter how long you sit there and talk to your cat, your cat's gonna not gonna pay you the slightest bit of attention but they're going to see spirits, aren't they, you know, if they're there. And that's that's it. I mean, we need to be more objective. We have to have more of an open mind. We have to uh, 
Um, listen. I mean, that's one of the biggest things. Listen. Yeah. 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 I mean, how many, how, how many yeah. times have you heard a story where a child has reported back to the parents, oh, I've seen such and such in my room. There's a man or a woman in my room. And the parents are going, yeah, all right, go on, just get on with it. You know, it's the boogeyman or that kind of thing. Give right. that child, that's such a good child, you know, give that child a little mm-hmm. bit more time. Sit and listen to what that child's got to say. Just say to the child, yeah. tell me a little bit more about it. What, what did you see? Did they say anything to you? That sort of thing. Not uh, just get on with it and dismiss it because who knows what could escalate from that. Right. And, and that's, that's the problem with certain things at, overall in the paranormal field is that what, the separation where some of us uh, really work hard to be open-minded, to um, try to believe, try to um, find reasons. And then there's the other ones that just are so quick to say, oh, it's a demon or, oh, it's haunted. And, oh, it's just their imagination. Oh, you know, and that's, that's why I keep coming back to this. These people contact you because they're looking for yeah. help and they don't understand. And if you have any education with this, if you have any knowledge, all they're doing is reaching out to you. It's like a neighbor saying, hey, you know, can you help me pick up this end of the, the tractor to put the tire back on? You know, it's one of those yeah. things. They're just looking for a different opinion or someone else to help. And that's something that our society, no matter where you live in the world, we used to help each other. It, we used to be neighborly. It's so and it's weird. Yeah. I just was thinking about this. How, <laughs> how if if we, if I got in trouble when I was if I if my neighbor saw something that I was doing wrong, you darn well knew that you were in trouble because they were going back to your parents and telling them you would get in trouble from them, and then you would get in trouble from your parents. I mean, right. it was community. Right. Right. There so, isn't that anymore. It, right. it's, we, the, our, the children's children have been raised to um, just, it, it's not the same. I'm not, not going to go into it. It's just not the same. No, I, and it's very rare to even find family members that will help each other now. I mean, it's exactly. very tough. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. I agree so. with you on that. I do agree with you on that. And it's, it's not well, just I in am, the United States, it's global. Right. Yeah. Well, I am looking forward to coming over to... London to yes. help you do some London investigating gone. because we're going to have a lot of fun. Heck yeah. Cheerio. We all Cheerio. And, and <laughs> we're going to go to the pub. We're going to have a nice beer or two. <laughs> well, I can't drink it because I'm, I'm You're allergic. allergic, but you can have... Uh, <laughs> I can you, have a pop. Well, something. they call it soda over there, I think, don't they? They don't call it pop. Uh, well, or we tend to call it by its name, you know, like like Coca-Cola or lemonade or something like that. That's what we tend to say. Oh, okay, cool, cool. So, yeah, so, you know, we'll, uh, I think it'll be fun to go over there and visit. So we better start counting our pennies. Yeah, or if you'd like to send us pennies or hundreds. Or find us a (laughs) rich daddy. (laughs) A a sugar daddy. A sugar daddy that will pay for us to come there. Qualifications are as follows. (laughs) Must have money. Must like both of us. <laughs> well, I don't know. Helen Barkley wants to go too, so maybe we'll just, you know, get all. Of, we'll have to get our own airplane. Right. Um, but you know, Jason, unfortunately, we're at the end of the show, and I want to say thank Fair you enough. so much for coming thank up, you. joining us. Thank you um, so much. You've actually opened our eyes to uh, some of the things that we forgot, as in 
how rich the history is mm-hmm. in England, yeah. you know, in London, how rich and how old the buildings are and the things that uh, are just amazing that I'd love to get my hands on. Oh my <laughs> you know I what I mean? Well, you, you, as I said, you guys are more than welcome to come over. And if you ever do come over, please do come and look us up because we'll take you to places that are opening your mind up. And we Perfect. would love that. The Absolutely. only the only problem we would have is I'm pretty sure we would end up with a mungie in one of our <laughs> box in one of our, our our saddles that we or our our what are they call it boxes. What do they call them? Suitcases. Oh, suitcases. Jesus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> think of it. We'd end up with a mungie. Right. And um, because I'm pretty sure he'd want to go, go there too. And yeah. um, I hope you don't have a fear of horror clowns. <laughs> <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> so that and uh, Sheila said group trip to London. <laughs> there you go. Sheila Sheila That's would drive. She would find a way to drive across the ocean. She really would. Just hysterical. <laughs> have to... <laughs> Heidi Harrington said thank you, Jason. Yes. So um Not thank you so much That's for joining us. Thank you so much for for giving us your your precious sleep time too. Yes, yes. No, no, no. And your no, opinions. And... I'm, I'm glad to do it, and and it's been nice talking to you guys. And what I would like to do just before we go is I would like to say we are going to offer up a Ghost of London T-shirt to any one of your oh. listeners that would like to own one. If you guys set them a question and they want to take part in a competition, so if you want to do that, go for it. Awesome. We're, we're, what I'll do, what I'll do is uh, I'll, I'll contact you again, and I'll get your address, and I'll send over one of their Ghost of London T-shirts, and you can uh, use that as a competition if you wish to. Wow! Thank you so, thank you much, so much, Jason. That, we love that. That is yes. awesome. So if you if you didn't hear what he said, he's going to offer a Ghost t-shirt? of London T-shirt. But we're, we're going to do a question. Yes, we're going to do it. We're going to do a, a little game. Yeah. Um so that you guys can compete for it and um we'll have it here this week. Yeah. And we'll get the game together and then uh, one of you will win the Ghost of London's t-shirt. I think that is awesome. Awesome. If nobody wins, we're going to hang it right here behind us on the fireplace. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be out. <laughs> so, um <laughs> Yes, definitely. That's awesome. And um, yeah. we did not have a winner for Dr. Coloba's book this week. Oh, that's good. They well, did we'll, they didn't submit anything. Well we'll we'll so figure we'll out some, to, some other really cool things for them. Yeah, we'll to have get to figure that out. Yeah. But um thank you again, Jason. Thank you everybody for joining us here thank on Paratalk so Radio. Much, um this episode we will get it archived hopefully and put together and edited by the end of the week. Um, you can always find past shows on paratalkradio.com. Mm-hmm. You can always join us and watch us live, as you guys know. Uh, paratalkradio.com is on Facebook. Just look up facebook.com backslash paratalkradio. Make sure you capitalize the P, the T, and the R. And um, you okay. can watch us live video on Monday nights at 8 o'clock. Mm-hmm. And, of course, there's Mixler. And um, I just found out we're on iTunes. Um, nice. what? Blog Talk is doing that for us. They're promoting us on iTunes, which Fantastic. is awesome. So it will be available soon. And um, thank you so much again. Thank and everybody so else, much, um, we have lost our engineer. Yeah. Thank you, <laughs> So guys. I will go do that if you want to give them the close. <laughs> oh, gosh, do I remember the close without you? No. I don't know if I do. Yes, I know that part. I didn't know if you wanted me to say anything. 
Uh, remember, in the darkness, there is always delight. I'm just going to figure out where you got it here. <laughs> well, we're not done yet, I guess. We're just going to do, 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 do. <laughs> Do, 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 do. You've got a lovely do, voice, do, do, do. you know that. You really have got a lovely voice. Yeah. <laughs> Aw, thank you so much, Jason. <laughs> You've been listening to Paranormal Talk right here on paratalkradio.com. Catch us again next Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 p.m. Central, where we will bring you another fantastic guest. Thank you again to our sponsors and Jay Wolf Productions. Thank you, everyone. Be safe, be good. Until Jason, next time. I'll send you a message. Remember, wherever there is darkness, oh, okay. there is Thank always you, the light. Bye now. Paratalkradio.com. Thanks, Jason. Bye-bye. I'm getting a really good smile. Are you? Mm-hmm. I'm so excited. Hmm. <laughs> I honestly don't know what this problem is. Um, I have been told that the game is. He is drowning himself in um, the game because his uh, depression is really high. He's having problems at home. He's having problems here. He doesn't have money. There's certain things like in. Instead of reaching out to people and asking for help and everything else, I guess he's just trying to take the weight of the world on his shoulders. And unfortunately, I'm offered that. And I've told him about the game. We've talked face-to-face about it, and I have a feeling he needs to do something. I think one of them, he needs to get rid of those buildings, because it's killing him. He loves that, but it's killing him. And that's why he's gained 150 or 200 pounds in the past 10 years. You just got shot like the dickens. I heard that. Oh, my God. What was it that caused that? But the thing is, is whatever comes through from spirit is you going to listen. That's what really it comes down to. I'm a January baby, I can tell you. Well, when are you? 15th. Well, you're a Capricorn now. He's a Sagittarius, right? No, he's a uh, Aquarius. Aquarius, yeah. What's that? See, that's not nice. You can't be talking like that to him.
Well, we all have a form of depression. It doesn't necessarily mean. I don't think mean. Yeah. I don't have a form of depression. I mean, I didn't used to be different frustrated and mellow belly as I am now. But that's largely because of where I am. Then he has a big heart. But, but, wait, what do you mean? But, uh, so you're in a relationship. I have a lovely girlfriend, but it's not a relationship. So then we you have need a, to end it. You don't touch, you don't do anything like that? Oh, no. We haven't done any of that in years. Well, then it's time to. We're both on the same page. There's so much stuff that we can play. Awesome. This has been great. How long have you guys been together? I met her, well, see, my thing, this is interesting. I met her in 07. Mm -hmm. We hung out a bit in 07. Red flags and I don't know, red flag for a 
guy who had blinded sight. She was a good Things were not so good. They were okay. But now I'm starting to understand that I don't have to watch it. What's going on? Right, part of this is trust issues because we all been hurt before. We've all been issues. I broke off my thing for Why did she write a piece? And it just, something just felt like the right time. And I tried, and she's very determined, she's very strong, she's very easy. All things that I expect in her life, but in the walls that she's ready to paint the house, I'm like, what are you Well, I'll just take your stuff like that. Fuck off! I don't think you own this, bitch. So, anyway, a couple months into this thing, her shitty dreaded drug addict son shows up at the doorstep. No phone call, no free warning. Well, you didn't get any phone calls. She uh, probably did. Of course. She knew he was coming. She told me as I'm driving home from here that Jamie's on his way. <laughs> and I said, Oh, is he coming to visit or something? No, he's got a U Haul. Fuck off, cunt. So now, Sorry. I am being force-fed her 21-year-old son, who I already don't, didn't have good experience with when he was in Auburn. So he had his own apartment. He's a little mama's boy, and he's a drug addict, and he steals cell phones so that he can go buy more drugs, and he's irresponsible, and everything else that comes with it. And suddenly he's living in my house. Well, they make pretty damn good money. My daughter and Don't her husband. 
My daughter and her husband both are servers, and they make pretty decent fucking money. So he's going to pay that bill, or his his mother can. What happens every Wednesday, ever since you've lived in this house, is fashion. All the kids have to do, they don't even have a list of chores. Just things that you need to do on Wednesday, and bring your garbage cans back to the garage on Thursday. Good boy. I've done this for so long. The last time I mentioned it, it was because my husband was in the shell and he was the attitude. And he usually does it. Well, he didn't do it this week. Everybody needs somebody to talk to. Please. 
And then you feel bad because you have now, you guys have escalated it so far, gone so far. You really want to hear it, but kind of shut me down. <laughs> now we got to get a different one now. That's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I look scary now. <laughs> I can't wait till my hair gets done. My hair gets did tomorrow. I never, ever, I know I was not a, a, a model kid by any means or anything, but I never talked to my dad the way they talked to me. I never disrespected my dad. Not because my dad was some kind of hard ass or anything, 
but because my biggest thing with my dad is I never wanted to disappoint him. That to me was like the worst. Yeah. If I disappoint my dad, mom is like kind of a whatever. For children. Right, you know. But dad was a big deal and I operate the way it operates. Well, you're right. But you know what? Just saying that and, and speaking that isn't going to change it. If you want to change it, then you need to get active and do something about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. And, and you can't do that in the comfort of your family. The armchair. Yeah. I don't think I'm an armchair quarterback. Fucking yelling at plays at the TV. Right. So 